the Voice of the Forest podcast. This is HoloNet Headlines, episode three for April 2021. My name is Ed, and I am joined today by my co-host, Noma. Hello there. Hello. How are you? General Gunnar. <laughs> I do the me myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Shinobi. I have been and... trained in your Jedi arts by Count Dooku. <laughs> And Dan, how are you, buddy? General Kenobi. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the other one. Oh, Terrible rendition of it, but I had to do it. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yes, you can clearly see that we are very excited for some news today. But before mm-hmm. we get into that, we're going to tell you what this podcast is all about, and our good man Noma is going to help you with that. Yeah. So here on Holland Headlines, we are bringing you the latest info on everything Star Wars we can find. So that will include video games, TV shows, comics, books, movies general news in the fandom, board games and miniatures, and events. We try to cover as much as we can here, and, you know, we'd love to hear some feedback from you guys on if you're excited about these, if you disagree with our opinions, you know, anything, really. And uh, if you want to contact the podcast, uh, Dan can let you know how to do that. Welcome to how you can contact the podcast. My name's Dan, (laughs) and today I will let you know how you can contact the podcast. You can find us over at (laughs) www.theforce.com. No. Yeah, (laughs) theforceofthevoice.com. My name's Bert Happley. Don't forget. Yeah. (laughs) You can find us over at... You can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com, where you can find all of our episode posts, as well as listen to the podcast on there through a SoundCloud player. Uh, You can see alternate images sometimes when we post those up. You can also find... Uh, comment sections there where you can comment on each episode and let us know what you thought you can also find all the links to all the podcasters that were available on on the top of that webpage, and our store is there as well you can buy t-shirts to support the podcast there's a cool one with orabesh on it i love it i have two of them they're fantastic you can find us on twitter and instagram at voice force pod retweeting and reposting a new episode tweets and sharing them on your stories helps with uh, growing the listener base and is very much appreciated and we wouldn't ask for people to do it if it didn't help because it really does and we really do appreciate it if you do that and there are a few people that do that i think there's uh, one person on twitter that has been sharing our tweets every time that we do one and it's uh at rule farm boy i think and uh very much appreciate that thank you for doing that you can listen rate review and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify amazon music and wherever you listen to podcasts reviewing helps with visibility and again we wouldn't ask if it didn't help if you give us five stars and tell us what you liked about the podcast just to give other people that are possibly going to listen to the podcast a little idea of what might uh, they might be in store for. It helps a lot. And remember to subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on to get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Back to you, Edward. Yes. Now, we're going to get into these in a second. I just want to remind you that depending on when you're listening to this, if it's a little later, things may have changed, news may be outdated, but we try to get you as up-to-date news as possible. So April, this is now April 12th that this will be coming out on. And from here, honestly, exciting, exciting, exciting news for every... Dan, I'm going to need to give me another Kenobi. Kenobi! Yeah, just so making like a that. weird fucking banshee scream. <laughs> yes, you just need, more, you just need a, you need a little bit more like, yeah. Kenobi! Yeah. Like, there you, there you go. go. Yeah. Yes, so see, we're yelling this like crazy and trying to beat Darth Maul because <laughs> that's all that's been in the news recently. As of this April, Ewan McGregor has really been growing in this beard. Ewan and McGregor who? Ewan McGregor. Oh, he's, okay. he's, really, he's really been growing a beard and he's <laughs> been seen like around... 
He's moving around California. He was, he was seen in, I believe it was an auto shop. This was, where is this? Yeah, Cycle Motor Garden Tech. Motorcycles. There you go. Hanging out with Bug and Box. And he's he's really grown into it. And everybody's like, oh, he's got a beard. He's got a beard back. Last time he saw a beard was when he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh. Well, yeah, he is reprising that role. And it is going to be fantastic. It started filming... Uh, well, we know, all we know so far is that it started filming in April. Uh, the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of the Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where, as we know, the Jedi were slaughtered. Evil? As evil prevailed. Uh, I don't know if I call I it evil. I thought the Jedi were evil. That's a discussion for another day. Well, my <laughs> point of view. <laughs> all right. No, but it's it's going to be a Kenobi-centric series. It's going to be directed by Deborah Chow. All this is information right off of the Star Wars Star Wars website. It's Deborah Chow. She's already uh, filmed two episodes of Mandalorian season one, so that should be enough to get people interested. Nobody, I don't think there's anybody out there who really dislikes the Mandalorian, is there? I mean, there are some people, but there's got to be at least a few. But you know what? They yeah. they don't know ones. when something's good when they hit, it hits them in the face. So. <laughs> Fair enough. And it, it's a big cast too. Like these are these are names that a lot of people will recognize. You've got obviously Ewan McGregor, uh, Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton. If there's anybody's names that I butcher, I'm apologizing now. Uh, only because I have Bonnie. Yes. I want to call you Peace. <laughs> a P.S. Maybe. Yeah. Kumail Nanjiani, uh, we have Indira Varma. Like, these are huge names, man. Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Castle, Benny Safdie. Like, we've got people out like crazy for this one. And how about I don't that? know. I'm how about that big one that you didn't mention? The big one? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is it someone that I should have mentioned before, but he always gets <laughs> forgotten? So, Hayden Christensen. Get out of here, Hayden. Get out of oh. here. <laughs> No, but I'm reprising my role as Darth Vader. Fine, fine, fine. We'll let you say. Wait, I thought the voice was for Anakin, not Hayden. It is, it is. <laughs> no, yes, Hayden's he, great. But he's back, he's back. And as much as we poke fun, I, I love Hayden Christensen. I think it took a lot of character to walk up and do episode two and everybody just going nuts on him for that. Like, he's still coming back. That shows a lot. And hopefully we get to see him really, really fall into the role of Vader now. There's no, you have a mask on, everything's there. You can just be as aggressive as you want. Every time you have, you have to fight somebody on screen, just picture them as a fan who's just, yeah, yeah, he's, he's such a bad actor. And just, <laughs> and just let your rage flow, man. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, you're going to make Vader look amazing. I'm almost positive there's one more person that we know of that's going to be involved with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but hasn't been mentioned yet. James Earl Jones for the voice of Darth Vader, if he talks, mm. which I could totally see. There's no one else to yeah. do the voice. There really isn't, but I could also see them doing a lot of monologues, like internal monologues with him, and I, they could use his yeah, voice Yeah, actually, that. that's a really good idea. I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like a voice the, line. it's a Legends book now, I think, but it's the rise of Darth Vader. And he's kind of walking around and expecting players, like, you know, this isn't walking, this isn't breathing, this isn't this, this isn't this. And he's just frustrated. This is, granted, this is five, year, ten, five years, ten years after Revenge of the Sith, so he's had some time. Yeah. But I could still see him, like, really doing those monologues. And it would be, I would say do both, get Earl Jones and have him do the, and then have Hayden do the internals. So mm -hmm. you can see, like, that, there, you can see the modulation, but the voice in his head is still the same. It'd be interesting. 
that would be really cool. I have some more information on these actors. Uh, we have yeah. roles that they're actually playing on IMDb. So Joel Edgerton is playing Owen Lars. Ian McGregor oh, wow. is playing, obviously, Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi. Aiden Christensen, obviously, Darth Vader. And Bonnie P.S., I think her name is pronounced, Bru uh, Lars. So those are the mm. ones that we know of. Um, we know that most of the characters are going to be in all six episodes. It looks like Indira Varma is only going to be in one episode. And that's okay. the first episode. So I assume she either gets killed off or is not seen again. She could be just Wait. information broker at that point. Wait, which character? Indira Varma. I, I thought you said for Baru Lars, and I was like, well, no, because we know what happens to no. her. Yeah, Indira, Indira, Varma, Indira Varma is the one that's in one episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know that. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, if you've watched Luther or anything like that, she's in that as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. A lot of these other names, like I'm gonna just open up Rupert Friend because I recognize his face, but I don't know what from. Hitman. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Kenobi, though. So yeah, Rupert yeah. Friend. I I haven't noticed him from much. Um, Moses Ingram. I haven't seen anything that. She, oh, she's in the Queen's Gambit, which is a new series that came out. That's like the biggest role I think she's had so far. Um, let's take a look at O'Shea, O'Shea, I say O'Shea, Mr. Jackson, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, he's been in, yeah, I just want to see what they've been in, in case like something that we, we've seen, you know, um, Rupert's friend was big in Homeland. Okay. He's, yeah, I never saw that one. He's in Straight Outta Compton. He's in, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, that's basically it that I would recognize there. Uh, Sung Kang, I know he's from Tokyo Drift and like a lot of the Fast and Furious franchise movies. Mm -hmm. um, he plays um, what's his name in it, Han, and uh, yeah. he's been in a lot of other things that I haven't really seen. But that's where I like he's been in a Magnum PI TV series. He's in Family Guy apparently as a soap opera actor. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's been in a lot of things. A lot of this I know him from the Fast and Furious franchise. Simone Kessel has been in. Um, Nothing that I recognize. A lot of TV series. Um, yeah, not, nothing really. CSI Miami is like the biggest thing I can see here, but that was a long time ago. Uh, what else we got? Who else is next? We got Kumail Nanjani, obviously. He's been in so much. Like you mm. said, Noma, you said he was in um, Mass Effect. Yeah, he's starting to pop up in a lot of video games, which is, which is good because, you know, he's from what I've heard from his own interviews and stuff like that he's a big gamer so okay yeah, it's really cool to see him pop up in those he's involved with uh silicon valley tv series the men in black mm -hmm. international movie uh the doolittle movie he was a voice for a character in that um portlandia and a whole bunch of, the big sick is like the big one that i remember because it was like a small movie that they made um but it was it did really well x files he's been in adventure time with jake and or finn and jake apparently and who else we got? We got Benny Safady. Safady has been in nothing of note that I can see here. Most recent thing is The Curse. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Nothing that I know of. And then the last one, Indira Varma. Obviously, she was in Game of Thrones and uh, other things that Ed was mentioning earlier. But yeah, so that's the, the cast of uh, the Kenobi series. On IMDb. Yeah, Kenobi. Honestly, if after what the Mandalorian showed, we're just excited to see whatever comes out from this now. And with a cast mm -hmm. like this, it's gonna be hard to not please people, no matter what you're looking for in this. 
So that's something to stay tuned for. They're filming right now. We'll keep you up to date with that. But speaking of the new, we're going to take it back to the old for a bit because there's a big, big vintage collection Mm -hmm. that Disney has just brought into play. And they surprised me in the last little bit just by saying, you know what, we're just going to throw everything, everything to the floor and really make this a streaming service. And it worked out really well for them, Mm -hmm. surprisingly so. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so on TheVerge.com, we had an article that was kind of summarizing everything a little bit more succinctly. And it was saying that uh, Disney Plus brought back the vintage collection of cartoons and TV shows to Disney Plus for Star Wars. So we got the Gennady, or Gendy, uh, Tartakovsky, second, uh, second, 2D animated Clone Wars, uh, which is the like first two, Clone Wars. <laughs> is it uh, two, two seasons or three seasons? I can't remember. It's, it's a few very short seasons. I think it's, I think it's three or four. I want to say three, okay. I think, but it's, it's hard to tell because they were basically uh, back in the age when TV was the only way that you could watch cartoons. Yeah. Uh, they were basically designed where they were two to three minute shorts that would actually be in between shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'd have these little these little Clone Wars uh, things popping up in between, you know, whatever 20 minute uh, or half hour programs you're watching. And uh, yeah, they just got more and more and more popular. And I'm really excited for this because I really liked that series growing up. I mean, it introduced it us good. to... I loved it. Oh, yeah, it was so good, right? It introduced us to Dirge, right? And then we get the the freaking even though it's it's a little bit cheesy now that I think about it, but there's the one battle on I think it's Mune, uh, where you've got the the IG you know knight droids with the lances on speeder bikes versus the clones uh, yeah. with yeah. their uh, the lances with their yeah lances on bikes and you know Kenobi leading the charge, and th- that was the first time we really saw the uh, Jedi Knight armor. Um, yes, yes, yeah, right. yeah, because you know Anakin and Obi Wan both had that kind of. Um, Looked a little bit, a little bit more samurai because it was more like strips of armor instead of mm. full plates. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that so much. And also, Clone Wars that uh, 2003, I think it was. But yeah, that Clone Wars series was the first, and as far as I'm, as far as I remember, only time that we've seen Shock T be like a badass because she's really good in that series. Yeah, she was just deleted out of everything else, pretty much. Yeah, right. Like, the only other thing I remember was, like, seeing that and then seeing her deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith, like, yeah, at that time. Yeah. And that's she, all we got, right? It is not in much. Yeah, but which is in, unfortunate. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen the 2003 Clone Wars, but she gets some really, really good action scenes near the end. They, a lot of them, like, Mace Windu does. Oh, Gre- yeah, General Grievous is terrifying in that series. <laughs> Kenny Mundi. Um, Yes, yeah. You know, I don't I'm like nice to get money, little, but he's in there. Well, so a nice so little you... candy spot for this one, I guess, is that you could Easter say. Egg? Easter egg. There we go. Candy spot? Like, Did you say candy, I, candy spot? I said candy oh, spot. spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, candy store. Anyway, but um, the, you also see how Anakin gets his scar in on a guy in this yeah, series. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. We get a few other series, too. We get the Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure movie. Uh, Ewoks, the Battle for Endor movie. These are, like, animated, I think, little shorts. Uh, yeah. the story... Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna just go back for one more second because sure. uh, you guys pointed out and I want to hit on it. Hit on it? Touch on it. Wow. No. English is just amazing for all of us today. Yeah, man. But, yeah, if you also... If anyone hasn't seen 2003 Clone Wars, uh, one other reason to watch it is because you can actually see General Grievous actually be a threat 
and actually understand why he's got that position because that's kind of the meme, right? Yeah, it's kind of lost in the live action. Yeah, 2003, Grievous was actually scary. And then we get the movie and he's kind of a jerk. Like, hey, mom, can we get General Grievous? No, we have General Grievous at home and it's the the Clone Wars Wars versus Versus the the movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so we get the Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. Ewoks, the Battle for Endor, the story of the fateful Wookiee. Ewoks and then the Clone Wars series that we get. So that's basically all that's being added. And I think it's available now. I think I saw it on Disney Plus. So it is available now to watch. Hmm. Yeah, it's honestly give it a watch if you'd like. If you want to, if you're not interested in the older stuff and you want to continue with the new and see everything that's trending right now, can't blame you. But something you should definitely check out. We've talked about them before. ILM, they're huge in what's happening in today's star wars and especially with the mandalorian and they've actually uploaded to youtube a virtual production of what they did and noma i believe you were blown away with what you saw about that <laughs> yeah so it, it's a really cool video to watch just to kind of see the current steps that ilm has made but it blew my mind as someone who's you know now been lucky enough to work in vfx and see the things that they're doing because some of the things they, they talked about it in Uh, Mandalorian season one where it's instead of green screens now what they'll have is they'll have the basic set and then they have a giant wraparound screen that goes around the entire set and when they first showed that off like the first couple times that they talked about that it was all for hyperspace right like the big thing that I remember people talking about was uh, you know when, when they're in the Falcon in Solo they can uh, have the screen showing hyperspace and now it's reflecting off the actor's eyes so that it just looks more realistic because now you can you know it's that full kind of feature. You can even see this reflection on them. And, it, you know, the human brain just kind of connects it in your head to be more realistic. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So I'm about to get into some real heavy VFX stuff. So if you're not interested in this, I apologize. But the, yeah, the stuff that they're talking about now in Mandalorian is they're saying, hey, we can make these 3D sets. So they'll have this thing where it's like, okay, we've got a physical set. And then behind that, we've got the miniature set far enough away that it looks like it's, you know, close up. And then behind that, we've got the green screen. And with the green screen, it's just, you know, because they're now reflecting, you know, uh, they show in one of the things, it's like clouds. And then that cloud reflection is coming off hard enough that you can see it reflecting off Mando's armor and some of the other people. They've got this natural light diffusion. So now, That means when you take it into VFX, there's so much time that's been saved. There's so much that's just been cleaned up because you don't have to, you know, uh, do some things where it's like, okay, so highlight this person, do this area, make sure the background's reflecting off them so it looks more natural, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's like eight, six to eight hours of work that you've just gotten rid of completely, right? Because it's just all natural now. And then there's other things like, you know, sometimes you get notes on certain shots where it's like, oh, this tree is in the way of this person, you know, get it out of the way, just knock it back. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, that's another eight to 10 hour job because you have to, uh, Dan, you've done a very basic version of this, but there's a thing uh, called blocking out. We have to literally trace the entire edge of the character and every little detail that's there so that you can then take out stuff behind them and, you know, move around the backgrounds, but keep the character intact. So if you ever use Photoshop and use the magic wand tool, it's like a much more advanced version of that because then you've also got to then track them through the whole scene. So if there's there's like a tree behind someone or Ed, right, for instance, Mm -hmm. I have to trace Ed's entire silhouette. And then for that entire scene, I've got to keep that silhouette moving with everything you're doing so that the tree is always gone and I'm not having it clip you out at the same time, right? Oh, boy. 
Yeah, it's that whole thing. But now you can just have the thing where the director goes in and he looks at the the shot and he goes, oh, look, the tree's in an awkward spot. Okay, just move it. Yeah, just, just, yeah, move it to the right or something. The virtual environment. Yeah. Yeah, hey, can you you guys do the shot one more time? Okay, perfect. It's done. It's just, just, you can just see how ILM is just advancing through all these, these hurdles that the industry has been dealing with for, I don't know, five, 10 years and just streamlining it and making it so much easier to, you know, set up and kind of have everything moving in the correct ways. And there was another thing that they mentioned that, uh, again, blew my mind where they were saying, okay, so sometimes you can even have it where it's um, half, you know, the, the side of the screen that you're actually watching is the background. And then behind it, is blue or green screen or even behind some of the actors sometimes, right? Because if we don't have the resources ready for it, we can just do that. And uh, I can't get, I don't think I can get too into it, but I do remember there was a scene I worked on in Mandalorian season one where uh, one of the notes was uh, get rid of the blue screen on uh, Mando. And I was I was wondering at that point, you know, why is there even a blue screen? Like, I, I don't even know if we're on location or not. Now it makes sense because it's, you know, behind, we don't know what we need to do with it. So we'll have it be blue screen for now. And then it's, I mean, it wasn't a super hard job to get rid of that. So it's just, yeah, watching all this stuff kind of coming together. And then they're talking about how they're using, you know, the the models with that and how that it saves time because now you can build these models, put them in, doesn't necessarily look right. You can get rid of them because they have a part where uh, one of the guys is in a VR headset and he's kind of painting stuff up and doing that kind of thing. And I was thinking to myself while he was doing that, like oh so what he's doing is he's going in and looking at this whole background and being like okay that part looks a little weird this looks a little bit wonky you make some little quick notes in vr push it back to the guys who are doing the 3d models for these markups and then you can just do it on the fly instead of having you know a director or a producer or someone come in and try and explain it to you and then you know sometimes there's a disconnect of what they're saying versus what they actually want. But now you can just go into the 3D model and see the parts that they want to have changed. And it's just, yeah, it just makes everything so much easier to, to complete. I remember seeing the video of, uh, was it, uh, not Dave Filoni, but um, John Favreau. He had the VR headset on and he was looking mm-hmm. around the environment, like making notes and stuff like that, just like you're saying. So I think that's a really interesting way that you can create these environments and Mm-hmm. and literally create what you want we're not kind of beholden to you know after the fact people can act in the environment that they're in right rather mm-hmm. than either having a real environment that we we're based on you know weather and, and lighting and stuff like that during the day or night yeah this is like you just create it with like oled oh, yeah. screens that are like 8k or whatever that are just so high quality oh yeah well because that's a that's a huge thing if you're if you're into uh old japanese movies well i mean i'm kurosawa stuff because kurosawa is infamous for you know just waiting days and days and days for the lighting or the weather to be just right for a shot and that's one of the yeah. reasons he was always going you know over production and over budget and now it's like it doesn't matter what time it is or what the weather is you just get in here and we put you on the screen and it's whatever we want yeah whatever lighting you want whatever background you want whatever weather and it's just yeah it's just watching this thing where it's it's cool in a bunch of different ways because you know, on one hand, it's like, okay, technology is coming this far. And then on the other, it's going, okay, now we're saving money by being able to do this. Cause you know, that's a lot of time that VFX artists, we need to spend doing this stuff. And then there's a big back and forth on whether it looks perfect or, you know, what the director wants and all this other stuff. And you can use that money, hopefully to then, you know, make everything else so much better. And I feel like that's part of the reason why Mandalorian then ends up being so good. Yeah. 
is because, hey, when you're using VFX like this and you're saving this much time and effort on the VFX work, you can put all that extra money into, you know, costume design or anything uh, more VFX yeah, rewriting, stuff that's, you know, for the next yeah, stuff. Re- yeah, you have more time to rewrite scripts or, yeah, exactly. Even just funnel that money that you were going to pay the VFX artists to then Im- use that instead to have them improve on the VFX to yeah. make the next season even better. So that's the one thing. Yeah, it's just all these things. One thing ILM is that they've always been at the like, the, the, the cusp of what's next for movies and, and oh, like yeah. the next technologies and yeah. things. Like episode one was a huge like step forward in technology. And then, hmm. you know, George Lucas always had this obsession with like the the uh, the CG of things, right? And you see that with the special editions and yeah. you see that with episode one, episode two and episode three, um, you well, know, in, detrimentally in... into like the later movies with the green screens yeah. and the blue screens. But, you know, they're figuring it out and they're doing a really good job. Yeah, but that's the other thing. You can even go, you can go even further back than that, right? Oh, Four yeah. and five and you watch those old special effects and yeah. it's just mind... I mean, this is why... Star Wars became so huge, right? Because people are watching these VFX in the 70s and not understanding how you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's that same kind of kind of mindset, I feel like, even with Mandalorian, because, and I mean, I don't want to sound elitist here, but, you know, me watching this video compared to you guys. Yeah, and like course. I'm sure I'm sure you guys watching this, it, you're just like, oh, this is really cool, the leaps and bounds you're doing. And then me watching this being like, oh my, what is this? This is sorcery. Yeah, because like, well, you have just, first-hand experience, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. there's nuance you have with it versus us just seeing like that's cool yeah yeah exactly and it's it's all relative right like i'm sure if we go into certain teaching techniques then there's stuff that i would be like oh yeah that makes sense and then you know dan's blown away and stuff like that so yeah it's all it's all relative to what our knowledge is it just so happens that mine is you know vfx and animation you're so, so. elitist no much ease yeah right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring it down to a level that we can all understand at this point now see because everybody loves lego and lego simple you don't need a lot of I love your transitions you don't need today. a lot of stuff you can you can just put the block one on top of the other solve the puzzle and a you you win unfortunately uh all of everybody who's been waiting for lego star wars the skywalker saga it's been delayed and it's been delayed indefinitely and it's been that way just i i think because they want to if you've ever played any of the lego star wars games they follow the story of the movies but they always have this little spin on them where they inject humor or some nonsense or whatever they're actually a great time you'd think they're just for like you know kids like 12 and under but anybody of any age can play these games and have a good time with and if laugh, any, oh, laugh forever. Like, especially if you love the series, you're going to laugh like crazy. And the Skywalker saga was supposed to take you from all the way from episode one with all that happened in there on Naboo all throughout till episode nine. It was going to be like the the omnibus of Lego Star Wars, basically. Yeah. And you can use and, all the characters from all the all different things in the different episodes. So you could play as like finn in episode one if you wanted to or like whatever you wanted to do there just create your own pure canon and yeah so, it's no, fun. he was there he was just in the background he you didn't you didn't see black wall fighting the grave fighting the dark spawn during the blight but that's whatever he was there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's unfortunately been delayed um that's probably honestly i believe and this is just my opinion because of everything that's happened with the sequel saga, they're probably, if they're trying to fix anything, they're trying to use the Lego series to inject the humor into, oh, why are we here? I don't know. Oh, well, let's continue. I could see them doing something like that for jokes, just to save some kind of phase. 
but it's they're, they're still a lot of fun and if you if you're really looking forward to this just remember you still have the complete saga from you know one two and three and four five and six if you need to get your lego star wars kicks in and there's episode sevens as well so there's still the force awakens there's still lego star wars to be played this was just trying to figure out eight and nine i believe they're also going to include the mandalorian not the mandalorian sorry rogue one in there as well okay uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. I've looked around and I've looked up a few things, but no one has a definitive answer on that. They're just talking about yeah. the main movies. Mm-hmm. It'd be really nice if Rogue One was in there, or you know, if they had a Jyn Erso character, you could throw in or Mando, to any of them. Get a right? Grogu going. Yeah, like it would. Things like that would be really nice. But keep your eyes on it. Indefinitely doesn't mean gone forever. It just means you know they're focused on something else right now. They're basically Hopefully. doing what uh, CD Projekt Red couldn't do: is delay it to make sure it is good to go. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what yeah. happened and honestly if you if you're patient with them the the gold will be there you just need to wait and as tough as it is you give these guys the time they will give you the effort and they will put out something amazing i mean and what way to what's the way to wrap up the entire series to show you're like here's your encore here's a laugh here's a you lost hurrah great and then we'll have high republic stuff right yeah, the one thing I was going to say is mm-hmm. I actually thought before reading this article and seeing this happen, I thought it was already released when episode, like like a little bit after episode nine, I thought it was already out. See, and I'm like, that's, oh, that's okay. This has been the longest it's taken for any of them. Yeah. And really, mm-hmm. once they did sevens, they didn't do an eight. And I think we all know why we've harped on it enough, so I'm just going <laughs> to skim right over that. Yep. And when, when nine comes out, well, you can't do a nine without doing an eight. So at just that point, you have to everything. make two at the same time, right? So from there, it's just like, you know, are they going around to people? Are they trying to gauge the internet's reaction? Hey, okay, what are the big parts we can focus on? What are the things we can skip over? Like, can you imagine if there's like a scene where it's like, oh, there's Canto Blight with a big neon sign on it. Like, land here, land here. And the characters in the ship, I'm like, eh, no. And just continue. The beach is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I want to go to Canto Blight so bad. But that's that's the kind of the Kento Blight or Kento Bite. You say Kento Blight. Yeah, it's Kento Blight. Yeah, I, I like Kento Blight yeah. better. I do too. Yeah. On us. There you go. I'm I'm gonna put Dragon Age as much as I can into this. <laughs> not only that, but our English is not good today for some reason. No, no. But you know what? There's something that that Lego, and it's fun, and you're supposed to mess around. And see, my building blocks of words were messed up today, but that's okay because it's Lego, and you can do that. We killed Noma somehow. I was, I, no, I was just thinking Kento Blight works because, like the Dark Spawn blight it taints everything that it sees <laughs> and just is, is just this poison that oh seems like <laughs> no no i know that's humor humor negative there really. but something oh. to redeem us right now and yeah. it's a game we've all loved we've played and we'd love to see again and again and again mm-hmm. and again and again and if the only thing i want now is for the books to return alongside the game that would make my entire year but we got to be happy with what we got. Limited run games, Republic Commando on the PC, PS4, mm. and Nintendo Switch. Dan, please tell us more about this. Yeah, on April 16th, there's a website called Limited Run Games, and I found them this past year or two, and they're really cool. They take games that haven't been released on physical copy for a long time or ever. Like the most notable one that I remember them releasing was on the Switch was um, a physical copy of uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, because that was a really oh, hard to get okay. game. And so they re- mm. they basically have the license to reprint um, them on discs or cartridges or whatever it is. So they have Republic Commando being released on the PS4, the Switch, and the PC. And it looks like the normal edition, if you just want a physical copy, is $29.99 American. 
and it releases on April 16th. There is a collector's edition, which is $89.99 American, same release date, but it gives you, um, let me see what it gives you here. It gives you the game itself, individually numbered certificate of authenticity of one of 1,500 in the world, a commemorative metal coin, a thermal detonator enamel pin, a set of premium art cards, reversible 18 by 24 inch poster. So you have two posters essentially um, on one. And then you have the official G2 Blu-ray sized steelbook case. And then you have like a, a sleeve that it kind of goes inside of. So there's quite a bit that you get with this for the cost. If you are a huge Republic Commando fan, I would highly recommend looking into this. Again, it's on limited run games. We'll leave a link in the description as well for it. But um, the box art for the the sleeve and the box art for the steelbook looks like crap. Not gonna lie, um, <clears throat> but it does say that the uh, artwork are subject to change. It just seems like really lazy. They took like the art from like the game from back in the day and just like put it on and then shrunk it down a little bit on the steel case. And then <clears throat> on the thing for the Republic Commandos like sleeve where everything fits inside of, it just looks like they just ran over a Republic Commando like helmet with a steamroller and just put that on the co on the cover. Now, see, if you remember the old Halo, uh, some of the special collections like that and how they come in cases where it looks like an army kit. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's something that I kind of expected, especially with them touting like, oh, the anniversary and this and this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <sighs> yeah, I, I agree. Like it just, it's, it seems kind of lazy. Like I like it, but I can acknowledge that it's like, you know what, this is like, okay, what, what, what do we do? Are we going to be creative? We're just going to be like, ha, ah, here you go. So it, it feels a little bit like that, you know, we're releasing it for you, but also because we, we need it. And I wouldn't buy it. it the way it is. If it was a remaster, I would buy it. Exactly. You know, because, it, it's yeah, the, just the same game. Yeah. If so it was a remaster, I think we'd all buy it. If you've got it already, <laughs> I mean, you're not missing out in, on anything. Uh, if you've never played it, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's a fantastic game and you get a mm. lot of funny quotes and you get introduced to in a fantastic squadron except for fixer yeah. leave fixer alone <laughs> everybody leave Brittany alone he, he's okay he's like a, you get him first you can ignore him half the time he's he's your soldier who's just like okay i know what i'm here that for. he was supposed oh, to do i did myself because he just died on the way there or oh did something God. and walked into a box You're or something like that defend him no fixer doesn't need defending he's <laughs> he's, he's fixer the door and just let him get shot yeah anyway um the one thing i was gonna say too it's is that it's that it's that error uh it's the uh what, what's it called Eric Andre and the Immortal just he shoots Fixer and goes, "How did this happen?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let Fixer die. Oh God, yeah. how how is it? He's so garbage. Um, there there was uh, I think I was just thinking about how they could have made this game so much better. A remaster, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they could have made it co-op, so like you can play as the other characters for friends oh, yes. online. Yeah, yes. that would have made it amazing. like if those two things, or even just like the second thing, was done, where you could play as like you know Noma could have been in there as Fixer. <laughs> hey. <laughs> since you love him so much and then ed could be in there as like scorch or something and then oh, there you go you, you, know, you hit that nail on the head there then you i go. could be like sev or boss or something or whatever and we have a fourth person it would be funny to have boss as the cpu actually ordering us around very interesting thing. but if you really want an experience like that we haven't done it we plan to but if you have battlefront 2 there's the um, 
Oh yeah, Clan Commandos. Commando yeah. Um, mode where you actually can group up with your friends and take on like it's almost like Forge. Yeah, where you, yeah. Where mm-hmm. you take on those waves and waves and waves of enemies. Like it's it's really cool. But this would actually give you a story to follow. Another one. And I of- think that- the most yeah another one that i would recommend is the once you know we're back to a normalcy instead of this pandemic but um the secrets of the empire um vr game that we played together with uh, the four yes. of us with and anthony that was, awesome. that was a lot of fun and that was pretty close to like what i'm thinking with republic commando and having the like spec ops going in doing stuff and like shooting your way out and everything that was probably yeah. the most unreal star wars experience for video games i've ever had yeah, you just have to remember to uh, do what I do, which is sh- accidentally shoot the control panel while your friends are trying to figure out how to make the turret work. Or do what I do is when you pick up the gun, there's two triggers, so you can oh, shoot yeah, faster. Immediately. And I put my I put my my trigger finger like yeah. straight, but my my holding the gun finger and like last three fingers in my hand, I pulled, and there was a second trigger there, and it yeah, shot the gun say, into, uh, into Noma. Immediately, immediately ruin our stealth mission by picking up a gun and shooting me in the back as soon as we start. Yeah, but apparently uh, someone else did it that I know. And they said that hmm. when they picked up the gun, it also did that immediately. Oh, okay. they, they might they might have done the same thing I did. I don't know, but definitely not Dan not trying to cover himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my only my only advice for that is if you do is don't blind fire because I had someone <laughs> trying to do something on a on a on a control panel and blind firing, and I was just getting hit in the back. You don't really have a health bar, but you still feel it. Yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's not. Um, but you know, that's, that's a lot of gaming stuff. And honestly, if that's not your thing, you are, n- it's okay to be different. It's okay to have your own interests. Is it, Maybe you're into books. Is it okay? To yeah. have, it's okay to have yeah. different interests. Okay, good. Absolutely. We don't have to yell at each other. Okay. You can, you can do whatever you want. This <laughs> Just remember there's consequences for actions. The only consequence for reading is that you get to expand your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fan of, you know, the Odyssey, if you're a fan of the, well, the Odyssey, the Iliad, all those like great, great, great epic sagas. Mm. Well, Star Wars is kind of based on a lot of those. You have your hero's journey and how they get from point A to point B and what they become afterwards and their legacy. Now, there is going to be something similar that's being done by Star Wars later on this year. And Noma, do you want to go into a little bit about that? Yeah, so there is a book coming out by Jack Mitchell called The Odyssey of Star Wars, an epic poem. And uh, it seems kind of interesting. Yeah, so he talks about a little bit how he was reading uh, Homer and Virgil and in the morning and then uh, reading Star Wars books to his kids at night and kind of realizing the overlap. And yeah, like you pointed out, The Hero's Journey by, I think it's Joseph Campbell, Um it's that same kind of thing, right? Because that is very much the story of Luke. And it's it's just talking about how, specifically in that book, which I need to read one of these days because I've only ever heard people talking about it, but they talk about in that how you can take that hero's journey and apply it to just so many tales that we have heard throughout history, right? And just all these myths and all these, you know, journeys, you know, David and Goliath or Jason and the Argonauts, like you, you were saying, and all that kind of stuff, right? And just kind of apply that and kind of get to a point that I've, I've heard a lot um, about creativity, which is that there's no new ideas. It's just how you're reinterpreting the the original ideas that people enjoy into new stories, right? And that's kind of why everyone can always say, oh, you know, so-and-so seems like X. And it's like, yeah, because they're all related, right? The one I immediately think of because I'm me is uh, people saying that Warhammer was ripping off Gears of War when it's actually the opposite. but. Yeah. Anyways, right? It's just, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Of, it's the zeitgeist of the popularity of it, right? Yeah, what what yeah. becomes more popular faster? 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Just, what tabletop is going? Oh, you yeah. know what? I don't even want to start. <laughs> no, it's good. It's great because yeah, I can see you freaking out. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm harping on, and I apologize to the author of the the article because he has uh, you know apologized for it a while back, but they released a Space Marine video game a while back, and it's a really fun game. But there was an author on I'm not even going to name the the uh, game website that he published it on because he got a lot of flack for it. Who basically in his review said, "Oh yeah, Space Marine. It's a really interesting game." But, like, the lore and, like, everything, it's really just aping on Gears of War, not realizing that it was the opposite, right? That the tabletop game came first, and then Gears of War ripped on that grim darkness a lot. And then he got just hammered with people screaming at him, like, you are you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Warhammer came first, here's all the late, blah, 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 just screaming. And so, yeah, if you ever, if you can find that article... Right before he gets into the article, he has a big long edit where he's just like, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm keeping this article up, but I know I'm wrong. And enough yeah. people have told me at this point. So anyways, getting a little bit off track. But with this book, The Odyssey of Star Wars, we are getting into that same kind of thing, right? Like Ed said, we're, it's just kind of, it's almost like a reverse engineer, I feel. Granted, I haven't read the book, so I can't really judge it. But it feels like it's going to be a reverse engineer, right? Where we're taking the things that that Star Wars was influenced by, and now we are putting Star Wars into that format, right? Where it's going to be these epic poems. I'm curious if if it's going to be all poems or it's going to be more kind of uh, epics or odysseys like the Iliad. And uh, it's going to be accompanied by a lot of old school drawings or the drawings that are mimicking the style of, you know, the ancient classics, right? Where you've got those classic tales that are painted onto urns and uh you get that very like classic and roman style yeah hercules. that very classic yeah hercules tale of hercules and all that stuff that very classic 2d you mean hercules <laughs> <laughs> right Love that but movie. that very classic uh 2d art style that that you see on those kind of uh greek friezes and stuff like that so yeah it looks like it's going to be very interesting it's going to start from rogue one it sounds like and go all the way to return of the jedi nice so yeah i'll definitely yeah. be keeping an eye on this See, this is, I feel like if you were in universe, this is the book that Chaz Nachatic would be reading and have them mm. like, oh my God, Jin Erso, Jin yeah. Erso. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the perfect book for that fangirl fanboy who's going yeah, over. Yeah. Oh my, oh, the legend Luke Skywalker, he was at Yavin? Oh my God. Yeah, mm. here's his epic. Oh, wow. Like, this is for, you know, times afterwards. Yeah. Like, this, this could inspire a whole new generation I, of heroes. I just thought of something that I think we'd all go nuts for which is if you did something where it's this kind of style with those 2D, uh, you know, Greek drawings, but you you built them into a big, long tapestry of the old Sith or the old Jedi. So it becomes like the the Iliad or the epic's tale of Darth Bane. That'd be cool. Or like the epic's tale of Revan. And it's just, you know, seeing those kind of freezes. There's definitely cool. an opportunity for that because they've done <laughs> yeah. something like this before. They've done it with mm -hmm. the Star Wars Shakespeare books. Where they've taken, oh, yeah, yes. right? Yeah, you're right. And I went, I went to Star Wars Celebration 2017, I think, and I met up with no 2015, um, where I won passes from uh, the Random Chatter podcast at the time, hmm. and uh, I think it was Random Chatter. No, it was it was a Force Cast. It was a Force Cast at the time. Okay. And I went in and I talked to them, and then uh, they gave me a book for you know being one of the winners. They gave me one of the Episode One Shakespeare books um, signed hmm. by the author, so I have a copy of it. I haven't read it yet um but it, it looks really cool and i kind of like skim through it and stuff and it is very similar to like what you're talking about where they're kind of mm -hmm. taking star wars and shoving it into and molding not shoving it but molding it into something that is old mm -hmm. school format old school as in like ancient 
Um, yeah. So and, I think that's really cool. And that is that is something that's interesting. I'm about to I'm about to get into a really really nerdy tangent, but no, that is something that's really cool. I think part of the reason that I'm a little bit more interested in these epics than uh, the Shakespeare books because the Shakespeare books always looked interesting to me, but it's just I think it's definitely has to do with the art that accompanies it yes, as well because yeah. there's something that's a lot more kind of classic about those great art styles. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more um yeah, legendary is a good way to put it. Uh one sec. It makes the epic seem larger than life at that point, which it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also in my mind, and this isn't perfectly accurate because it's not perfectly the same time period, but I always associate the Shakespeare ones with kind of that era of Renaissance to medieval art. Yes. And if you look at some especially medieval art and it, it died off more in the Renaissance, but holy, some of the artists just didn't understand how to draw people and they look so bad. And it's just, I, and then the reason why makes a lot of sense because it's incredibly Christian at the time. And so the big thing is you need to know what a human body looks like naked to understand <laughs> how to make the, no, fair seriously, enough, to make, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. and that's why, that's why a lot of the Greek uh, pictures that you look at or statues especially they look really good because you could actually get you know a nude model that you could base it off of and then you get all those muscles and it looks correct yeah. as opposed to the medieval times when you're not allowed to look at other people nude and so you have to just draw it based on what you're looking at and then they turn out looking like monsters or my fate my favorite thing and this did happen a little bit in the classic times but if you look there's a lot of times where uh, some of those artists draw women and they just look like men with, you know, breasts oh, popped onto them yeah. because that's all they had access to. Because you could technically look at a guy with his shirt off and it would be fine. So using that as reference and then just popping, Oops. you know, boobs onto it. And it, you, so you look at them, you're like, OK, it's got like a a woman's face and a man's body, but still they're what the hell is happening? And it's just watching that. And that's also an interesting part with, like I said, nerdy art stuff but that's why all the great artists of the renaissance were good is because they were actually breaking those taboos and drawing you know people naked and the ways they were doing that was really weird because it was basically paying morticians to be like hey is that a dead person uh can i spend like two hours just drawing the body uh oh you're you're doing an autopsy i want to see it he's right it's true though yeah, no, i get it it's just a little weird yeah and then no, the other you... thing that, that some of them would do was they would hire uh they would hire prostitutes and be like i don't want to do anything just stand there i need i just need to draw that i need to draw you just mm -hmm. do these poses and just yeah and that, that's why that's why their stuff looks amazing and then everybody else's you're like oh god what happened because like, it's how just do, how do people think da vinci got the virtuoso man yeah yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, uh, the Vitruvian man. Sorry, Vitruvian. Sorry, <laughs> virtuoso. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still legoing words today. Don't <laughs> no thank you for that awesome history art lesson, Noma. And yeah. now that we've alienated half of our, <laughs> our, our Christian audience here, um, we're gonna gotta, move into. I gotta into... bring it back. I gotta okay. bring it back. Okay, and you bring it back. So, yes. So we've had that, but you see, somebody else who deserves their own epic because. Mm -hmm. Everything they've done has been mind-blowing and makes your jaw drop, whether it be in literature, maybe on the screen. So watching, reading, whatever you like, you will enjoy this character, and they deserve their own series. They deserve their own epic. And Dan, I know you and I have talked about him time and time again, and you've been, look <laughs> you've been looking into it a lot more, and his stories have always been compelling. Thrawn, his new trilogy with the, with the Ascendancy, it's going to end with a with something. I, I don't know if it's going to be 
they call it lesser evil but the lesser evil what that will entail we don't know do we not yet not yet um but this is a really interesting and just before i get into it i would say mm. like i would pay money to listen to an audiobook of the epic poems uh read by mark thompson in the thrawn voice of him reading oh. it as thrawn <laughs> i would pay money for that oh yeah like him learning the, yeah, the lore like, and stuff like that him reading awesome. this stuff and being like you know how he's into the art and stuff like that right mm, the yeah. poems and things i would i would pay money for that oh yeah i mean sorry i would pay an audible credit not money <laughs> <laughs> i don't buy audiobooks i pay credits uh no don't worry audible we still want a sponsorship and yeah. i do buy the credit for a pack of three you can get a pack of three yeah. it's <laughs> true i we're shilling amazon I, I right also, now i love it i took i took advantage of that uh audiobook sale to buy a bunch of 40k stuff nice <laughs> so yeah we, we have this book it's called thrawn ascendancy uh lesser evil and it comes after the Greater Good book, which is coming out very soon. I think it's June or July, I believe. Uh, so we're getting that book, which hasn't released yet. So it's interesting that they've moved this up. Um, I remember looking at a post from, I think, Timothy Zani was saying, yeah, they moved it up. So it's going to be ending earlier on November 16th instead of its original release date, which I don't remember what that was. The cover looks so good. It's like a silhouette of Thrawn kind of looking down with his hands behind his back in the like the far distance. And then it's got the triangle uh, design of the chimera that's underneath his star destroyer in red against a black background and it is it's just so good it's so minimal but it is so evocative you know talking about art noma like this is some good shit right here i don't want to go into the synopsis of it because i don't want to know what happens in the second book because it hasn't released yet mm-hmm. so timothy's on i am so sad that thrawn's ascendancy is finishing but it is a great series so far from the first book I've read. And everything you've written with Thrawn is gold. So I hope you bring them back. Or I hope at least you're writing Thrawn on some sort of like TV series or movie. Like if, you, if you're writing in the Ahsoka series or something and Thrawn's going to be in that, please. That would be so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, Thrawn Ascendancy. Lesser evil, guys. Hopefully we get to see what really cements the Chimera in his head as to why he has it on yeah. his Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. because that is a story I want to hear. Yeah, we don't know why it's coming. Sure. Now, with epics and legends and heroes, there's always the other side, where you have the Hades and the just evil guys who are out <laughs> for their own stuff and who honestly could make stories of themselves and they could become legends too, ones you fear and tell your children to go to bed earlier or else this person will come after you. <laughs> and we have the galaxy's honestly worst nightmare. You think Boba Fett is one of the most dangerous characters in the galaxy. I mean, there come on, some... don't, don't, don't rap on Boba Fett. Like he's, he's gone through some shit. See, I, I saw his dad that get was, beheaded. Come on yeah. now. I needed but, you to have that reaction. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, <laughs> right on uh, beside him, you have Dirge. Mm-hmm. And now I'm gonna get into this, but Noma, I know you. This is our legends coming into play here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I want you to give the listeners a little spiel about Dirge before I get into this. Well, it's quite ironic then that you were saying uh, Boba Fett's gone through some shit. Yeah. Because. He's gone through some shit. <laughs> well, Dirge, on the other hand, he's really gone through some shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are talking about one of the scariest bounty hunters that I've ever seen just in terms of he's... He's basically... He's basically like a, like a Warhammer 40k Space Marine on steroids because he's got some abilities that Space Marines would envy. 
and he is just he is just this horrific force that cannot be he's he's the unstoppable force of bounty hunters and it's part of the reason why when we heard that he was coming into the war of the bounty hunters i was ecstatic because yes this this man is a walking nightmare and just how it, it's like fighting the terminator but slightly worse just because of his his abilities so yeah i i don't know if that's the the uh good enough hype up that you're no, looking for but <laughs> that's exactly what i wanted because i want i want people to understand like dan is still right because mm. We know how this ends, and we know that Han ends up at Jabba's palace because Boba gets him there. That mm. has to speak to Boba as well to be like, you look when you have crazy forty k space marine in Star Wars going nuts, so mm. and him still coming out of that on top, it goes to show like this. Not both of them are not to be taken lightly, but Dirge in the old canon, yes, yeah. he was insane. Now, Charles Soule is currently writing the the Star Wars series, correct? Uh, he's part of it, yeah. This it's okay. a it's a multi, um, series, um, series. So it's like it takes place in the War of the Bounty Hunters series, uh, pre series. It goes into the Star Wars series. I believe it goes into the Bounty Hunters series, and then there's the Doctor Aphra series. I believe all four of those are okay. being involved with this. So there's writers from that, but there's also um writers for like Charles Soule in like the the normal um, War of the Bounty Hunters prequel. Um I'm just going to say this now, and granted, I still need to read the Afro comic, so I don't 100% know what her power shtick is like right now. But if Afra has to go up against Dirge, and it's, it's anything other than the rebel scene where the, where Ezra looks at Kanan when they're fighting Vader and goes, if that doesn't stop him, what will? Yeah. Not us! And yeah. then they just run. <laughs> yeah, I want, if it's not like that, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. You know <laughs> what? And Dan, I'm going to feed your love for Afra here. If there was actually anybody who would who would be able to disable, maybe not, not maybe not deceive, but at least disable, discern Dirge. what is his weakness, at least. Yes, it would mm. be Afra because you need somebody, you need a medical person for a Dirge, especially because of his species. That's fair. Yeah, and yeah. depending on what, because the Gendai, now you know what, no, I'll let you take this one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I've been kind of dancing around Dirge's abilities, but yeah, the main thing about the Gendai is that they have really powerful regenerative abilities. I mean, and again, this is part of why I love 2003 Clone Wars, jumping back to that series. But you can see how fast he can regenerate in that show. And it is almost unfairly fast. Like, if you think Deadpool, multiply that by, like, 10,000. Multiply it by Wolverine, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. And Because it's just this, like, being able to put your body together in seconds, basically. And so you're right. You know, and that that's part of this whole thing that kind of comes up. This is why Dirge has gone through some stuff because, as again, you know, the Gendai don't really exist anymore, and part of that's the Mandalorian's fault, at least in Legends canon. So then we kind of get to see why Dirge is a Separatist and why he's fighting. And the main reason in old canon why he's fighting with the Separatists is because the Republic has created this entire army of Mandalorians. Right? The clones aren't literally Mandalorians, but they are basically. And so he's just like, yeah. yes, I'm going, oh, I get to kill all the Mandalorians that I want. Yes, sign me up, even if it's just one specific Mandalorian I'm killing over and over again. So, yeah, this whole we've got this whole species of people who can put themselves back together really quickly. And now we've got one of those honed to a lethal edge. Yeah. And he's it's like, like, oh, fight this now. <laughs> yeah, he's like Candor's Ordo, but also not. Like, he's like that kind of fanatical and like razor sharp mm-hmm. edge, but in a dirge and uh, Gendai body. So uh, the Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, Dr. Aphra, 
um number uh, dr afro number 11 with this subtitle of war of the bounty hunters is the mm -hmm. one that's going to have uh Sanostaros, um dr afro and dirge uh, on the cover and it's not a variant there will be variants i can guarantee you there will be there will be variants for this comic um, with just like Dirge being in a badass scene or something like that, because there's so much marketing to be had here and so much amazing art that could be done on these covers that it would be amazing if they didn't do it. Um, I hope so. I hope they do because I, that's one thing they really if they had to bite anything from Legends and keep it the way it was, yeah. Dirge, do not change yeah. that because the minute you start tinkering with that, he loses a little bit of that. Yeah. Yes, a factor besides that, but you know, you mentioned Stanisaros. Yeah, and, and I just and realized who that is. That's yeah, okay. She, 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 be, she becomes better. Refresher. Like you guys haven't read or no, yeah. Ed has. Noma hasn't. I have. Um, Stanisaros isn't like a major player. She's just a character that has is a means to an end with like um, getting places, having certain skills, stuff like that. I mean, um, they just as, as long. I was gonna say, Han Solo thing is over. Comic. The Han Solo thing is like long that's gone. Just, but it's just just redeeming from that awful, awful plot introduction. Twist yeah, that made no sense. Red yeah, it's just yeah, just exactly. You can still you can still make the character better in my eyes because I mean, we talked about this ages ago. I didn't like Afro when she first showed up. Yeah, she's good. It's just look at all these Indiana Jones references. Yeah, exactly. But she she's yeah. evolved as her own character too. Yeah, exactly. By by the end, yeah, you know, it's the same. It was the it was a much shorter version of the Ahsoka. Uh, view for me because I also didn't like Ahsoka when she showed up in the Clone Wars movie, mm -hmm. right? Because she's not really portrayed that well, and then she gets better in Clone Wars. Yeah. And same thing with Afra, where it went from yeah, I really don't care about this character till you know the points we're at in in the Vader comics where I'm going, oh god, don't kill her, please. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. So as long as you can redeem them in some way, I'm curious to see how Sana Staros. Now that I know her real last name, kind of evolves into that. Yeah. Make sure that you go to um, your local comic book stores to buy this. It's on sale on June in June. I'm not sure exactly when it doesn't say, but uh, yeah, go pick this up in June at your local local comic book stores and support them. Mm. They're just terrifying. And if you feel like you need some way to defend against threats like these, just unspeakable terror, where you know you'll feel better with a weapon at your side, be it blaster or what Galaxy's Edge can now provide you is a lightsaber. Yes. An actual working lightsaber. Now, this isn't something like the whole four thousand degree burning. Did you imagine if they were selling that shit? <laughs> no, I can imagine the galaxy's edge would be shut down. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> It'd be burning. It'd be up in flames. Oh, have it'd that... be Luke on episode four all over again. What is this? No, you'd have the, you'd have the kid. You'd have that kid meme where it's like the little girl looking behind her, and then the house is on fire behind her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now. We don't have photos or videos of this yet because Disney is really trying to play this close to the chest. Hmm. But as they should, because this thing, if anybody else finds this, the amount of weird copies and everything that will come out will be crazy. But hmm. we have Josh DeMauro, chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, is said to have pulled the lightsaber out of a small box and stated it's real. Now, when Dan mentioned this to me earlier... I was already thinking, what, is it going to be one of those rinky-dink, you go to the dollar store and you, you whip it out, yeah. and it's got like that section bit. But no, yeah. it's a full, like, I want to say, just picture the fluorescent light bulb, right? Like the long fluorescence coming out of your saber is mm -hmm. what I'm imagining when I think of this. And that is something everybody's wanted for a while. You know, think of all, we were just talking about ILM and everything that they've, all the jumps they've been making for mm -hmm. VFX. Now, 
all the people who you go on YouTube and you type in lightsaber fight and you see everybody just, you know, going crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then you see for their production, they've picked up a stick and they have the hilt and they have to mm. edit everything after the fact effects lightsabers came in after that and it was like you know these are made they're sturdy enough where you can't use them but you know after a while you really will still have to work on them because you'll start to see those lines through them these now even if you just wanted to make like a a cinematic kind of thing where you're just like twirling it around or doing pose or something mm. like that this would be epic because oh, you yeah. wouldn't have to do much it's just like here's the camera here's me here we go no no post-production after the fact right mm. so Disney's thought to be making retractable lightsabers potentially for the upcoming Star Wars Hotel, yes, which would allow please. young yes, right, which allow young mm. Jedi to begin their training in their hotel rooms. Yes, so I'm a young Jedi, be, right? <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I, don't, I don't care if it's for kids or not. I'm, I'm using these. I'm six and years it, old now. Because <laughs> it would be interesting because you already have the hotels that are split into First Order and Resistance, right? Mm. So you can imagine it's like. You know, you don't really have a Sith Academy anymore, but what if this is the resurgence of one? Like you know it's a bad idea, but come on, for the yeah. sake of the for the sake of the part, you have yeah. okay, all the Jedi are learning there, and oh the Sith are learning here, and they have first order officers here and new Republic officers over here. Like it, they could turn this into such a great thing where you could have this whole like I don't know, in university if you ever had ice breaking events where you would show up with your group and you'd have like a team cheer or something mm. like that. Like can you imagine like everybody whipping out lightsabers and putting them up <laughs> like the like the light of the Jedi, right? Yeah, they're yeah. all like sticking them into the I, air. Just, I I want that I want that dichotomy of where it's like the Republic camp if they were gonna do something like that, say everyone holds their lightsabers up like light yeah. of the Jedi. But if you're Sith camp, it's just everyone just stands there and activates them like in the deceived trailer. Yeah, yes, or they're just like by like, their yeah. uh, forty five yeah. degree. Right by their sides and just that imposing yeah. line of them. Just, they just oh. need to come out of a garage at yeah. that point. <laughs> you, just, you just see like, like the, the, the speeder guard yeah. go <laughs> and it starts coming up and then it's like I'm I'm expecting I'm I'm trying to I'm imagining like the the sad like but more realistic version of that yeah. where it's like a bus very slowly driving into like a yeah. home mattress yeah and then, like the back opens and you just turn a bunch of those wow, blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know if you ever wanted to have a resurgence of flash mobs this would be a perfect thing oh for hell it. yeah because yeah. they're concealable when the old republic was coming out that was they had the thing in times square where there was a malgus and there was a venzalo and they started doing that and then everybody yeah, in yeah. the crowd just whipped one out right you're in the yeah. park you're in there already why not but yeah, we get we get this awesome retractable device, and I'm looking at the patent on Google Patents, and it is really interesting. Like, it has this like this spool that has LED like the LED uh, strip on it, mm. and basically what it does mm. is when you press the button, it like shoots the motor shoots the spool up through the hilt or from the top of the hilt out, mm. and then there's like a, I guess a coating that goes around it, like a plastic thing that kind of follows it up. So that's how it has like the retractable light blade um the thing about this as i re realized it's like oh yeah it's retractable and concealable people on airplanes guys this is going to be a problem <laughs> what oh my god I mean, <laughs> you can't like hurt someone with this though right no but uh... when, when okay when when galaxy's Edge opened and people were buying lightsabers from galaxy's yeah. edge they were taking them home on the planes and they were being confiscated because people were trying to take them and oh, they really? were yeah because they they had no idea like what these things were because it's the government of united states oh, of america okay. and I, the tsa yeah. is really weird and so i only, I only heard that about the i only heard that about the drink bottles but that's uh that's that was also yeah that's also the case yeah um and so this is um you know a concealable yeah. thing that you could bring and if you put that through a 
it's very unique looking internally like electrically and mechanically um, if you put that through like they're going to be like what the hell is this right this goes in your luggage people yeah i was going to say do not walk yeah. with it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and maybe put like a, a note on it or in the luggage saying it's a retractable lightsaber you know or something although the the paranoid the paranoid in me so, says uh, what if someone sees that then decides oh i'm just going to confiscate this because i want one yeah. exactly right there, you can't you can't fight that so that's the risk yeah. you run with yeah. going you have to be very set. careful it's a great experience, but you have to keep your head at the same time because you will be very excited. Mm-hmm. You want to take this home and show all your friends and everything like that, but you have to make sure you cover yourself. If you don't want to, like, if you don't want to carry it with you, you, FedEx should be right there. Or some oh yeah, that's true. That's right true. there. Yeah, they, uh, conventions all the yeah. time, or even like yeah. Disney. Yeah, yeah. As, as we as we saw with Ed at uh, yep. Celebration last time. What did you ship back? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, that the, one Kylo Ren saber. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot saber. about that. I forgot you yeah, bought yeah. that. Um, the thing with this, I only, is... I only remember that because halfway through we were uh, we were doing that. You started asking the Kylo Ren cosplayer how he got the uh, unstable effect. Yeah, yeah. On his, we gotta yeah. get him on the podcast. I still have him on, I think Facebook. So we should we should reach out to yeah. him. Um, the, there's one other. Sorry, Dan. I'm just gonna cut you off again. There's one other <laughs> thing that I'm curious curious to see in action, which. Kenobi! because <laughs> you can because you can see this you can see this drivetrain and it looks like it's got like a chain on it almost yeah yeah like so i'm yeah so i'm really curious because i really want to see this action yeah because i'm curious how fast it comes out right and, haha, but uh i'm just i'm curious to see how fast the lightsaber activates basically and how fast that rod comes out it might be in the you know, description here let me look for it I mean, you'd, you'd hope it's at at the speed that you'd expect a normal lightsaber to come yeah. out. But it's, I, I'm just if it if it's like you turn on the lightsaber and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like it, slowly revealing. I see it happening one of two ways. Either it can go the way of modern Star Wars, where it's just like you hit the buttons, just out. Yeah. But that would be yeah. that would wear down after time. I could see them taking probably be a little dangerous. And yeah. I could see them going safe and going with like the 1977, where they do it and you take like. Yeah, yeah, like that, right? And then you know you're kind of just waving it around, old yeah. Ben style. Like I, I see them going with that route. A for safety reasons. Yes, yeah. If you if it's like a three, no, use a one and a half meter kind of thing, right? Mm. From hilt to extended blade. Yeah. And you have that, and you like, oh, I have mirrors in my house and everything, and I want to do this crazy. Be- oh no, my leg's yeah. broken. Oh no, it's gonna be the wee all over again when people are yeah. dashing their controllers oh. into the screen. Um, and I was just thinking, like, yeah, if it, if it is that it's out in a second, it's just a you're just a matter of time before some some kid like smacks your friend in the eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, hundred percent. Right. You, so, you ever use Nerf swords as a kid or like Nerf guns with the darts? <laughs> I mean, they're swords? still dangerous. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Um, it was just a foam sword, basically. It's probably but, yeah. in here somewhere because they go really in depth of like how long it goes. It says is configured to have a single width along the length. Along its length, uh, such as one in the range of 0.5 to 2 inches in diameter, uh, which matches the OD at the end of the end cap. And it's just like explaining exactly like how it functions. So I'm sure there's a time of like how fast it does go up. I would assume mm. it's Disney that they want to get it right. Yeah. Mm. You know, they're going to do it the right way. But Ed. now, yes, sorry. One thing before, the, before we move on. If they come from right from Galaxy's Edge, if this thing doesn't come with a manual on how to repair them, oh, because probably as not. we know, as we, yeah, they won't, right? They want you to buy another mm-hmm. one if it breaks. Because Jedi constantly take them apart and fix them up and clean them up. They get damaged. See if you got to rebuild them. A meditation practice could just be like, you know, of like an army soldier could take their gun apart, put it back in just, just while they're thinking of something else. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to do that. 
we didn't actually make this. So from there, it was just like, if something happens and like, you know, the chain mechanism happens, so you try to, you try to ignite it and it doesn't go and it sticks and it sticks and it blows up. You know, mm. I'm sure these are things they're looking into to reduce the cost, the risk yeah. of that, but there's always a chance. So gotta say, do not try some of the things you see in the movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Please don't do that. Because also, you wanna... go ahead, yeah. I was just going to say, if we want to see how they're, how they're built and fixed, we can get a new sponsorship with I Fix It! And then we'll <laughs> come up with a guide to hopefully repair the lightsaber. That'd be great. Yes, but before you even go pick up your lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge, before you end up in the hotels, before you do your flash mobs, before you clear your allegiance to whichever faction you want, you need to have the right gear, you need to have the right backpack, you need to have the right shoes. We've already talked about Herschel, so you'll have one of those to carry all your stuff with. But now you need to walk in style and comfort, and Star Wars has a deal with Nike to have you looking your best at Galaxy's Edge. Noma, let's go into that a little bit, yeah? Yeah, so Nike is releasing three versions of its, I mean, I don't really know shoe brands, but Air Presto Mid-Utility Sneakers. Oh, yeah. Which are, yeah, it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be holiday 2021, and we're getting three different uh, styles. The first one is a black and red and blue for some reason, uh, which is going to be Darth Vader. Then we've got a Boba Fett one, which addresses the problem that yep. we were saying that we had with the Herschel's backpacks, because the Boba Fett one really looks like Boba Fett. It's that little red accent. It's yep. adding that red just makes it look a lot more Boba and Fett. And not doing a camo thing, just having it like look like yeah, the armor. Solid. Just yes. solid. Yeah. solid. Solid colors. And the last one, which I think is the weakest one, just because I don't associate orange with this character, but the last one we got is Bosk. Uh, and yeah, Bosk's is yeah. yeah, it's orange cream, and I thought it was Ahsoka at first when I saw it, but I was like, I no thought blue. it was Rebel Pilot. I thought it was Rebel Pilot oh, too, yeah. like yeah. the the flight outfit. Yeah, right. Bosk is his colors are yellow. Yeah, yellow and green. But I guess yeah. I guess they're trying to replicate his ship because the Hound's tooth is kind of like a, a yeah. orange muddy brown. It really, but it's, up on it's a one. little bit weird. Yeah, it's it's, and I mean it's Bosk too. I mean, no offense to any Trandoshan lovers, but he's not the most memorable bounty hunter. I mean, if you're gonna do Bosk, so, do like the top of it where it's orange by the zipper. Make that green, like his color of his like mm -hmm. his scales, right? Like, then you'd kind of yeah, get a Bosk yeah. feel for it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, these are really interesting. It's not quite as out there as you know a similar Nike product that I've heard a lot of controversy about that has blood on it, but. Uh, you know, but <laughs> yeah, that's looking at me really concerned. I don't know what the uh, hell you're talking about. Oh, uh, so uh, I, I might be getting this wrong because I haven't really looked into it, but uh, Lil Nas. Oh, God, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Say 10 Hill yeah. Marys and whatever and go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking these up now yeah. while you guys are talking. Anyways, that's a whole other that's a whole other story. Yeah. But, yeah. Shoes, shoes are great and people have all sorts of things they want to associate with yeah. them. Yeah. Be comfortable as you're going to <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is the yeah. main yeah. fact. Exactly. And these shoes then and I mean honestly, even though I was saying it before, where it's just like I'm not really a shoes guy. Man, the Darth Vader and the Boba Fett ones look really good. I I need I feel like I need to buy a whole outfit to go with the Boba Fett one. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have anything in green and yellow and red, but I mean I'd be down for it. They look really nice. So and that's it. Like you you could these are ones where 
Dan and I were talking earlier. It's like these are ones where you'd gladly get them and put them on display if you are that kind of shoe buff. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to wear them, they'd be like they'd be like your your dress shoes for occasions like this. You would wear these to a convention mm. maybe and then take them off and never wear them <laughs> for like another few years. I, I yeah. love that thought of like fancy casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, that just that's the type of thing. Like you make sure you walk around with a spray or something like that. If somebody steps in your sneakers, you lose your mind. Like these are these are those. Mm. And because it's Nike, like you know, no matter what they say, you know you're gonna be. They're gonna cost a pretty penny. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but the, it's at this point, it's for the fans, right? And mm. fans are willing to pay at that point. If you're going to Galaxy's Edge already, you shouldn't be even thinking about the cost of these shoes yeah. this is more of like you should get them i would well, buy the boba shoes for sure and mm-hmm. yeah and interestingly so it says that the price is starting at 150 i assume that's american yeah, 150 like yeah 200 here yeah but that's not i don't associate that with being like super expensive not, for shoes yeah. right because shoes are more are expensive like thousand dollar shoes or like 600 yeah. dollars shoes depending on like the brand the limited edition the whatever yeah but, you know, there's collectors that come in all forms, all ages, all shapes and sizes. And now, whether you be 5 or 45, there's something about getting a Happy Meal and getting the toy <laughs> inside of the Happy Meal that just makes you smile. And honestly, if you do you remember there was a Star Wars racing game like Mario Kart where yes. all the characters were yeah. in their little ships, their iconic ships, yeah. and everybody wanted oh, to be yeah. bad. It's called Star Wars Bombad had... Racing. There... <laughs> I was trying to avoid that name, but yes, Bombad Racing. With the big heads, yeah. Star, yes. Star Wars Bombad Racing. And everybody wanted to be Queen Amidala because she had that sleek Naboo ship, yeah. and it looked amazing. But or maybe that was just me. I don't know. But <laughs> Star Wars is kind of doing something similar with their Happy Meals now in the sense that you do have that big head character in a ship. And you know hmm. what? Just for the sake, if you've ever had Amiibos or if you've ever had little... Um, Better yet, it's the Disney Infinity characters yeah, yeah. or anything like that. This is something similar, and it's a it's a Happy Meal. If you, I don't think they'd have a Star Wars on this, uh, uh, oh my god, a Star Wars on site in Galaxy's Edge. If they don't, something's wrong. Um, <laughs> a McDonald's on site, but That'd you know, it's it's something. And before you get there, you know, you need a snack on the way. You're in your comfy shoes. You have your bag. Now you just need a meal. Why not get some more Star Wars toys with it? So you got to make sure at the location you go to, though, because there are also Disney princesses for everybody who wants to channel their in their inner Cinderella. We mm-hmm. all have those moments. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they've got the princesses for one side and then the Star Wars figures for other sides. You can ask at McDonald's for specific ones. Mm-hmm. If they're not the manager who's like, oh, yeah. fast, then no, you get what you get. You can ask for <laughs> you can- these. These. Yeah. I, right, I worked at McDonald's for years and uh, the amount of times that people came through were like, Hey, do you have, you know, like the, the Finn, you know, Star Wars toy? Cause my, my, my son or daughter has all the other ones and we're just looking for that one. Do you have that one? And like, people would be like, yeah, we'll take a look and then we'll take a look and see if we have it. So if you're dealing with, you know, decent people and, and McDonald's, you're probably going to be able to collect them all. Hmm. Now this is a super minor thing for me. Cause I'm just looking at the toy designs. What is Yoda on? I can't. Yeah. Is that a Venator? Yeah. It looks like a Venator. It's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Well, we choice? never really yeah. we see him on a ship briefly, if anything. Yeah, I mean, he's never on one. Um, Was his star and, his starfighter? That's the only thing, really. Yeah, 
which is also really cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I stole your thunder for that Happy Meal, Dan, so I'm going to leave you into <laughs> this next one. Oh, no, no. no. I, was gonna, I was just going to say, um, you hyped that up a lot more than I thought you would because they look very <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> the coolest Again, thing is, like, the helmet design. Or, like, the, like, the ones yeah. the helmets probably look the best. Like, Yoda yeah. looks like he's seen some shit. <laughs> I mean, he has. Finn, Finn looks like he's going to fuck someone up. <laughs> and Chewie just looks like he's going cross-eyed. <laughs> So, I mean, the, the Darth Vader, the Kylo Ren, the Sith Trooper, the Boba Fett looks mm. meh. And then the Stormtrooper. The Rebel Trooper. Pilot. Yeah, the Boba Fett, the color of the green just is so off. It could, just like it, be, just... it could just be the lighting of the shot, because even with the milk jug thing, it looks... And the apple slices, you can barely see there's so much lighting on it. Yeah. So, I'm, <laughs> apple, I'm putting that... The apple slices look radioactive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those so are I, actually I... real food. Like, that's fake food. Guaranteed. Yes. Because oh, they don't have that law stating you need to make it look yeah. reflective of what yeah. you actually buy, but it's yeah, it's enjoy. it's that thing. If if your kids want it, you know, you enjoy. If you want it, enjoy. It's a collector's mm -hmm. item. Oh, so yeah. don't don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't collect unless it's. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna get into. I that, just actually. I, I just like the implication of it's just like if you want them, steal them from your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If you want them, you don't actually have to buy a Happy Meal. You can literally just buy a toy for like a dollar. Yeah, just a yeah. heads up for people if you are you know you're going through the drive-thru and your kid's like i'm a big kid now i want a quarter pound meal or something and they still want the toy then you just play like, yeah i want to buy a toy on the side just make sure you don't get anything because they won't finish that quarter pounder no they won't <laughs> not with a medium yes, fry but, and a large drink come on now yeah but if those little collectible figures aren't to your liking like you know like dan said there's there's work to be done on those the series that does put a lot of work into those figures is the Star Wars. It's Hasbro, the Star Wars Black Series figures. These things have been around for a really long time, and they they've done Marvel. They've done have they done DC characters? Oh, well, I believe they have. They've 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 gone across the entire board, and once they hit Star Wars, these characters really came into a light, and they've gotten so many of them. They've gotten Legends figures. Can you imagine? I can imagine doing a doing lot. A they did Revan. Oh yeah, yeah. hundred percent Dirge. They did the Mandalorian like, series. Yeah, like this will be this is for you, Noma. Like I've got Revan in front of me. I've got Vader in front of me. So I've got Han Solo in front of me. I have Jaina uh, Solo in front of me as well with her purple Ooh, lightsaber nice. and oh, also her have, um, Rogue Squadron helmet. Mm -hmm. oh, what's her name? Um, can't remember her name. Goddamn. Mara I, Jade? Yeah, Mara Jade. They have Mara Jade oh, as a, as a yeah, yeah. Black Series figure, too. Yeah, but, you know, we have a, a brand new series coming out. Dan, I know you've been looking forward to this one like crazy. We all have, really. But Bad Batch like, looks good. This is, this is you. Like, the Bad Batch, They we've been waiting to see so much from them. Noma, you as well, especially mm. with those stills we saw before they even introduced them in Season seven, 7. Yeah, 7. Um... Yeah, but even going from here, I think they're doing Wedge as well. But yeah, let's get into this a bit because there's some characters yeah. I don't think you'd expect no. that they oh, yeah, yeah. from here. So I mean, the one thing I'd say about the Black Series figures, which is I had a same thing with the, the McDonald's toys, is the Black Series figures articulation for the faces and stuff like that have gotten better over the years. But mm. they're still like tech doesn't look like tech unless he has his helmet on. You know what I mean? <laughs> or we got Q90, which is a droid, and it looks pretty good because it's not like a human face because you like like we were talking about before with like the luke skywalker from the mandalorian is like when you mm. see it and it looks off you're just like whoa that's so weird and like the same thing with mm. figures is like if it's off like the, the costca reeves figure with the helmet on fantastic yeah. with the helmet off yeah 
It's okay. You see, and the weird thing is that with the newer, yeah, the newer, the newer box ones are that full box that kind of sticks out and you have so many things, different kind of accessories for the character. Mm. I feel like they put a lot of time into the, the overall other things where they really don't put that much focus into like faces and stuff like that but when you have those old school figures that are just a figure on their own with maybe one or two side pieces like we have admiral akbar here Mm -hmm. we have uh han solo on endor Akbar looks great we've got exactly like because these are the ones where it's just like these are the these are the real collectible ones these are the ones Mm -hmm. that are like the 70s style (laughs) and that's that's an interesting thing because han solo looks like he's got like noodly arms because of the jacket <laughs> oh yeah, I see that. It's, but, it's a little big. It's a little big on. Yeah, and and that's two interesting things because I didn't. I got really confused the first when I was looking at this article because I didn't realize they were doing a vintage collection. Yeah, yeah, they're rebringing back the old stuff. There's an interesting effect in there, and maybe it's just a side effect of you know growing up in the '90s. But I lo- I immediately look at that vintage packaging and I don't want to open it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and maybe it's just, yeah, maybe it's the throwbacks to watching all those guys who used to collect the figures and, and keep them in the box. But yeah, it's interesting how just immediately I don't want to to open them because like the I bigger, feel like there's something wrong. Yeah, the bigger ones even I I still struggle and I don't want to, but you would get away with it. You almost feel like mm-hmm. with these ones, it's almost like sacrilege. Yeah, there's some weird taboo, and I'm I'm curious if uh, if anyone who listens to the podcast is younger and didn't grow up watching that phase. Yeah. Oh God, I know where you're going. I know that. where you're going. Well, oh God, and the, well, the, I'm just curious. Okay, because I'm oh, seeing no, like, yeah. you know, six-year-old picks up daddy's like nineteen <laughs> oh, yeah, seventy seven yeah. figure. Yeah. Oh, this opens looks cool and just yeah. opens Break. it up. Oh yeah. god. Just watch the, the thousands of dollars go down the drain immediately. <laughs> now, but I want you guys to keep scrolling because there's something I didn't mention. I just want you to see it because mm. this is something that I'd like to turn into a VR and wear this when playing a certain game and just Yeah, the, the helmet. Red oh, Gentilies, man. That's a good point. Yeah, nice yeah. Because that is one thing they do really well. I've worn the Vader helmet that the Black Series has done, and it mm. is awesome. Yeah, it's just the fact alone that they because you have to get that like that magnetic seal on. Is it two pieces mm. like the, the yes. Vader thing? Yeah, you ha- yeah. you have to put on the neck piece first yeah. that has a bit of the mouthpiece on it, and then you put on the rest of the helmet. Okay. And as soon as you you feel encased, you really do. Mm. And you you know I don't know if it was just me actively trying to change my voice at that part while not trying to, <laughs> but. It, you you feel it and you really feel just how almost claustrophobic it is really um even view, even sight and everything you really have to turn your head and like that they try to make it as close as mm-hmm. possible sorry to what the character might seem so when you have the stormtrooper helmets it feels really similar to that but then you have the they've got uh the rebel pilot helmet and mm-hmm. wedge's helmet for example That's i so think good. they've done loops before it looks amazing yeah it looks really good these are the ones where like you would COVID 19 is going on right now. You could throw this on and then throw a mask on with it and this feel bad. <laughs> this would be acceptable right now. I've well, seen people wear bike helmets. You can wear one of these. Yeah, and, and to your point as well, I would love to see someone do like a custom build where you buy this helmet and then take out the visor, put in a VR helmet, and then put oh, yeah. some piece of plastic in front of it to make it look like the blast shield. Yeah. Hashtag Mr. Kim, get busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Um there's some interesting stuff too. Like they have the the Kenner vintage figure collection, but they're bringing like the vintage collection packaging back. But they're doing mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order, so they're bringing the Scout Trooper with the baton. They're bringing back uh, Shadow Troopers, Shadow Stone yeah, Troopers. Yeah, that was well, and that was the thing where I was like, really, this it's so obscure because the the Shadow Trooper or the Purge Trooper is cool. I would I would Ooh. actually buy that. Yeah, because it looks really the nice. B two battle droid or the B one battle droid, the heavy one is good. 
Yeah, and that one's not bad. And that's, you know, Battlefront 2. But then I was like, really? Force Unleashed for the Shadow Troopers? Because I was like, I don't remember these guys in the lore. Oh, Force Unleashed. And I was just like, wow, that's such a weird... You're bringing back game, the favorites, right? yeah. Because it's... Yeah. No, but see, this is... I actually have an issue with that. It's not a big one. It's just the, the fact of the matter is just like, listen, you, you consider that Legends now, and you scrapped it all. And we did get mm. Rogue One, and we saw everything there. But, you know, Force Unleashed had a great way of setting up, this is how the Rebellion started. Yeah. Mm. And to then scrap that, but then to come back and make something like this, it's just like, I just wish you wouldn't have, because it's, yeah. it's another twist of the knife. It's just for, yeah, it's and just it, for the collector, right? It's for like the, yeah, yeah. the nostalgia. It, but I get, I get what it means. It feels, it feels a little bit disingenuous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we don't, this doesn't exist anymore. Well, it's not that they say it doesn't exist it. anymore. Like it, it still looks like you can still buy the legends books. They're still printing them. They're still doing all these things. They're just saying it's not part of the star Wars canon. Right. But like, I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, it's, it's still available. It's, 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 not like it's just overall it. what all the messages have been, right? When we get, I'm not even going to name the person, but when we get a high-ranking Lucasfilm executive saying there is, there are no 300-page lore books that we can use yes, for our movies back in like 2015 or 2016 or whatever. Yeah, no, I think it was it was only more recent than that. Yeah, it was only a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. But we, you get you hear things like that from someone who's at like you know one of the top people yeah that's just and then you see them do this that's that's when it feels disingenuous right where it's just like none of this exists we don't even acknowledge that it exists to to, to be fair to be fair top eight level executives probably aren't involved with the figures like that's probably a separate division you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe maybe Maybe. that's that's something that's definitely up for debate because lucasfilm is huge exactly and the I'm with Normal though because the one thing there was something else I saw recently. It has to do with literature, and it was three huge legend, three or four huge legends books that were making a resurgence with new covers mm-hmm. and everything like that for the 50th anniversary of yeah. those books. Or was it of those uh, of of the series really? Mm-hmm. And to have those such prominent legends books now, and it's just like okay, but why even make this a point if they're not even supposed to be a thing? Mm. Yeah, yeah I thought these weren't supposed to like, exist. I, I'm, but at the same time, I understand what Dan's saying. Like, you know, they're they're saying they're legends, right? And then there's canon. I because they're also that. re-releasing, like, the top legends books in new formats. And, like, they're still, they're still like, cashing in on it. And it's still available. It's not like they took it off all the bookshelves. And it's like, mm. this never happened, like, the holiday special, right? Because that's never been re-released ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, that's if, if they did something like that and then this happened, I can understand what you're saying. But, like, yeah. since it's still available and they're still, like, yes, they're not pulling from it as much, but, or at all, yeah. in some cases. So, yeah, but... and it's like a punch in the nuts. Yeah. Or yeah. not even a punch. It's like, you got hit by a ball or something like that and you drop down and it's just like, ow. Damn. For me, it's like uh, <laughs> but, if if I was a huge Unleashed, uh, Force Unleashed fan, and I saw this figure, I'd be like, "Oh, damn! I want to get that because yeah. it's you know it's well, something that I really liked or whatever." You know, that's how I would see. And it. well, and that's something that I'm also kind of realizing because there is a note of there is an edge of hypocrisy in what I'm saying because you know I'm I'm seeing this and saying you know this feels weird. I don't really like it, but then I'm excited for Dirge, who's yeah, also exactly. legends right, and right. doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, I, I guess to a point, it does depend on how much you like these things, and that right. will probably color your opinion. But yeah, if, they, like, if they release you... a dirge one of these with like fucking uh, like oh know, yeah I'd be I'd be super excited uh, I'd be, what do you call it like the Stretch Armstrong fucking arms where you can like stretch them out <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be hilarious that'd be a great way to do it yeah that's wow. true or that's has, that, cool. has, that, has that little button on the back where he explodes when you press it yeah yeah <laughs> because the last one I want to make for that is just that you know oh, what man. they they they've said what they've said 
But these little moves right here and things they're doing for the High Republic and bringing in a lot of old things and trying to mix them with new things, you see an evolution of, you know what, what we said, maybe that was too harsh. Mm. And maybe there is stuff to pull and there's a, there's a healthy way to do it. Yeah. And we're working on that. Maybe there's it's a little bit of homework amazing. we can do. <laughs> exactly. And so from there, it's just like, you know what, give us a time to do this. Let us give you something that is worthwhile that you can really say, you know what, they really wanted to do their own thing and it took them a while, but they got to that point and they've done a good blend of everything. And I mm. think the, with everything we're seeing from the high Republic so far, it's leaning towards that way. And we've been angry. We've been bitter for five six years now but you know what you can't hold on to that forever mm. and after a while you need to you need to kind of let put the anger aside if not just you know let it stoke let it build because if there is something that is truly enraging yes you still have that there but if they are consciously and trying to make efforts for this you can't just stick there and be like no yeah, no yeah. you said this five years ago yeah. and that means you can't do anything about it like that's that's juvenile Right. Yeah, it's so, yeah, credit where credit's due. Right? Yeah, exactly. They're, doing, they're, they're bringing stuff back, and like when they mount announced theirs, you guys weren't like, "Oh, this is a kick in the nuts." You're like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> right, exactly. and like that's exactly yeah. the reaction that I think they're hoping for is that people it, are seeing that nostalgia come back, and they're like, "Yes, this is what I want." Yeah. You know? Because we had the same reaction with Thrawn, and Thrawn is pure legends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? there was some scout so speculation when... or um, skepticism, sorry, with Thrawn yeah. when he first came out, but yeah, when they, and... when he was executed in. Not executed, they did but when he was done well in Rebels, they just yeah. everyone was on board. And yeah. I have heard I have heard some arguments on why it's like you know why people still don't like Thrawn right. compared to mm -hmm. the Legend stuff, and it makes sense because it is you know they come in in different ways and they they have you know different what's the word I'm looking for I guess different lores and kind of impressions that are built on them in terms of I guess power levels. Right. I understand. I understand. But I always I always like to disagree with those people because it's you can't compare the two because mm -hmm. when we meet Thrawn in Legends he's already Grand Admiral and now yeah, he's yeah. he's basically what he's doing what um what's her name Ray Sloan is doing yeah, right now yeah. he is that Grand Admiral in charge of everybody trying to be like okay we're remnant but we can do this mm -hmm. what Thrawn is right now we're seeing the beginnings of that yeah yeah right towards the end of certain books we see him get that promotion to the fact where he is now, and we see how he got there. We see mm. why he is the way he is. He's still learning at that point. He's still new. But by the time we see him in Heir to the, Heir to the Empire and everything like that, he's had years at oh, this yeah. point now. Yeah. And those, he can understand these people, and he can work their politics now. Yeah. We are still yeah. seeing a fledgling Thrawn who's going over, and his art is baffling people, and he does he can't see that. And he's like, oh, mm. no. And he's still getting successes but he's not understanding the empire in its entirety. Yeah. Once he does, and he gets to that point, once we see this and then there, I imagine we will get such a full character. Yeah. That it's gonna and, get, so. and that's a good point, right? You're saying, yeah, difference between Cog and the machine and de facto emperor at yes. that point, basically. And that's, that's something where I kind of wish that they'd gone into. I mean, maybe we will get them into it now and we'll get a little bit more of that weird retcon sequel history that we're getting right now where, because yeah. I, cause I feel like, you know, with where the Ahsoka series is going to go, which I guess is also technically news that uh, we kind of missed, but the way they talk about, they've, they've said now that the Ahsoka series is going to focus on her searching for Ezra and Thrawn. And I, I loved a lot of the comments when that came out were like, oh, so it's what we expected it to be. Yeah. Like, if you've seen... If you find me, I yeah. will find Jabba. At Jabba's palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you've seen Rebels... You knew what the plot was going to be already, yeah. right? They spell it out for you pretty clearly. And Mandalorian. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Mandalorian is a little bit ambiguous. If you haven't seen Rebels, I think. It kind of leads into what the series will be, though. Like, Yeah, but, you know, at the end, they pretty clearly yes. state, like, Sabine is just like, yeah, we're looking for Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, okay, so you see that in, in Mandalorian, and, and it pieces together now that we know where, right? But, yeah, just kind of, I, I kind of hope that it kind of progresses from the Ahsoka series into it's Thrawn and Sloan on par, basically, right? They yeah. both got the strongest Empire factions. And then... It's going to make Jakku just even more annoying when that happens, because, like, really? I don't know if they're going to bring Thrawn back into the Empire just because of what we're getting with, like, Alphabet Squadron and, you know, um, Aftermath and all that stuff, like, with the Battle of Jakku and everything. Because mm, yeah. at the Battle of Jakku, he isn't there, from what I know. And if he yeah, was there, yeah. it would have gone In, very differently. Exactly, right? Because it was that was the older canon lore where right. they didn't really have him established yet, so it was just Sloan instead. Right, because so. Battle of Jakku happens way before they find Ezra and Thrawn, because Ezra and Thrawn yeah. is like three, because Mandalorian takes place five years after episode five, episode six, Ezra, and then yeah. Alphabet and stuff mm-hmm. and Battle of Jakku happens like a year, two years after yeah. uh, Battle of Endor, uh, right? By the time we hit Victory's Price, which is the third book, we are 11 months after right. the Battle of Endor. And mm-hmm. I, I looked up the timeline of like the books and how they go. We'll talk about this more in Alphabet Squadron, but mm-hmm. basically it's like Aftermath, Alphabet 1. Aftermath 2, um, Alphabet 2. Aftermath 3, Alphabet mm-hmm. 3. Like That's how it is continually in, in canon. So okay. it is basically like, yeah, at the end of you know Alphabet Squadron and Aftermath, we're going to get that Battle of Jakku again. So we're going to be getting Thrawn coming back after the Empire is already gone into the Outer Reaches, I assume. Oh, okay. That's so it's point. going to be interesting to see if he goes to... Like, I don't know what he's going to do. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, he's been gone yeah, for so long. Why, what was he doing, he, A? Yeah. Like, was he it's with a different... wide open now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I can only see him... Like, if they're gone, the only thing that would continue his story for me would be, like, they went back to the Ascendancy for something. Well, I mean, I can see years. one other thing, but I, I do, and it sounds cool in my head. But then I think the more that I think about it, the more I see it start to see holes. Because yeah. it would be interesting then if it's you know when by the time Thrawn comes back, like you said, Sloane's gone, but there's still clearly an Imperial presence because as we see in Mandalorian, right? Yeah. So it'd be interesting then if Thrawn now not knowing the Emperor's plan and that maybe having missed the Emperor's messenger droid, whatever, <laughs> then starts to build Imperial remnants again. Mm-hmm. And so then we actually get this right where it's yeah. now more thought out imperial remnant versus new republic interesting right? enough yeah like I, I even if he did see the messenger i don't think you'd agree with project or like operation no, center, operation at all. center no, no, it's, it's it's too it's much a waste of, a of resources yeah, yeah. it's um, so stupid there's no strategic value which is exactly what yeah. ron is looking for oh see, that would that would be even better if it was just like, back, like no this is stupid got, well i'm just imagining a scene where like the droid rolls up and says like commence operation cinder and thrones no. going you're not the emperor and just yeah, shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> kills, destroys the droid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As well, like the, the weird three I had, because the Pergils are so, I don't want to use the word alien because they're so alien, mean, yeah. but like, they're so strange and we Mystical. don't understand them. Right. Mm. Where I could see them being like, okay, we'll take you into hyperspace because we have one, we have a fledgling, not fledgling Imperial, but we have an Imperial who's not crazy mm. and dogmatic and we have a a young enough Jedi. Rebel Alliance Jedi hmm. where both of these people could be shown something that could change perspective or, you know, Ooh, have them together come to... of some sort. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like, you know what? The Purgle take them completely out of the timeline and they have them running parallel to it. It's like, you guys are going to watch everything that's happening right now from a backseat. You hmm. can't infer, you can't evolve. You just have to watch and reflect and look. Be so by the time you come back, it's just like, 
stop you 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 done we're not doing this we're not doing mm-hmm. this you want to take down the military Mothma? that's not happening because x y and z <laughs> are going to be terrible yeah. if you yeah. do so and i can see them trying to do that and maybe they don't listen to them and continue the rest of the series anyway mm. i could see that or just somehow they just don't find ezra because he's not ready to come back yet mm. kind of like the whole goku thing where it's like we're gonna wish you back he's like no nah, i'm not coming back it's like why yeah, no, i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I gonna stick up here i got yeah, some training yeah, to do yeah. right i could definitely see that like, if he's somehow found a nexus in the force like he's already found the world between worlds that's true right? so he and finds a nexus it. where he finds like because by this point Yoda, no, Yoda's still around. But no, Yoda would be dead by then. So you know, you get yeah, Yoda yeah. and Qui Gon and a bunch of old masters sitting there, being like, "Oh, you're one of the last ones, huh?" Well, we don't know what's coming next. We don't know what's happening with Luke and all give that me, stuff right now. Give me Here's some Freddie Prince Jr. in like a Force Ghost. <laughs> that would be that would make me cry, honest to God. Right? But but yeah, it, even if and I mean now I'm just now I'm just we're just speculating. Know. This is turned into the Ahsoka series. The, the speculation news. This speculation is what we and and like wish, <laughs> my my like you know wishes that I don't assume will ever come true. But that that would be interesting if yeah by the time they then bring him back, they can use that as one of I, I know these rumors are dying out now, but one of those rumors that they were going to reset the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. have it have have seven eight and nine be a parallel timeline and maybe. Ezra and Thrawn coming back is what starts to create that parallel timeline okay. that they can do see, a do-over with. Now, we're going into this. It may seem like a tangent, but you have to remember, while we're doing this, we are still huge fans mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Oh, I, I would say so. If you're not, then, and you're doing this purely professionally, you are an amazing actor, my friend. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we're we fans, and we know you're fans as well. So what we'd like to do during the in the end of these uh, segments, we'd like to just pick out something that we've seen from the fan base, wherever it could be. It could be on the internet. It could be something in passing. You've seen a shop window, or like a nice display. Somebody of a who's a big fan has really made. So a story somebody told that was a feel-good story, and we'd like to give a shout-out to those. And I know we all try to find different ones, but um, I think this week we found some really good ones. And Dan, if you'd like to get us started on your fan pick of the podcast, yeah, uh, click that link, Ed, and watch it. It's excellent. So this is the last Jedi, the canon way, and it's okay. made by Eckhart Slatter and some other guys that he's worked with. Uh, turn your microphone on. Make sure your microphone's on. Tilt your camera up a little bit so I can see your reaction there. <laughs> he's um, right. He's wants right. everything. Yep. Yep. This is good. Okay. Just so the it. last Jedi's hyperspace round, but it's lore. At- oh God. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna full screen this. Actually, here we go. Punch it. <laughs> yeah. No, legit. Yeah, exactly. No, but yes, this is exact. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. That's what should have happened. You're going up against their big. Let's wait. Oh, yeah, it gets better. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course, yeah. because yes, they have the fire. You're going up against a huge flagship. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. But this this will totally work because we're just a little oh. mishap, but we're gonna go through everything because yeah. shields. So for those no. for those who have not seen this video, I'll put the link in the description. It's by Eckhart Slatter, oh and God. basically, it's what would happen if uh, Holdo's hyperspace jump actually hit the shields of the the, the dreadnought, basically that uh, Snoke's yeah. flagship. And then the aftermath of that, and it is gold. It really takes the the 
cinematic masterpiece of like that whole like no sound scene out of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but it is funny it's it's hilarious um definitely watch it ed thank you for that reaction that's exactly what i was hoping for <laughs> because yes that's what you not this dumb oh i'm gonna do this jump and destroy everything because i i'm not even gonna go there because that's a whole yeah. no what is your pick of the podcast <laughs> because hyperspace physics or whatever the director wants it to be <laughs> they've been explained I've had this conversation. I'll go into it afterwards, but yeah. it's been explained. So the fact that they did this is Kurt Slatter is no, like I, is, I he's the most I, he's the most reasonable fan that picks things apart. I think. Oh yeah, 100%. He, he comes across as like, yes, it's not done the right way, but like, here's how it would be, and the, yeah, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And, yeah, him and Space Doc have two of the or not Space Doc. Uh, Space Doc's the name of the the program. Uh, them and Templin or Eckhart Slatter and Templin Institute, I think, are two of the best channels that really dive into the sci-fi and how it should and shouldn't work yeah but yeah so my own fan pick of the podcast was i just stumbled upon this yesterday but i thought it was really cool so uh yesterday i assume if not i apologize is yesterday but katie sackoff's birthday was yesterday and for her birthday uh i I actually didn't know who did it but dan was telling me it was her husband had this made for yeah uh made her a bo-katan helmet cake and it looks so good. It looks like I would think it was like a, a mid to high tier prop if I, you know, if it didn't say Katie Sackhoff's birthday cake on it. But it's so good. And it's just, you know, I've got so much respect for Katie Sackhoff. Or I guess idolize. I don't know. I just I really love the fact that she loves Star Wars so much. And I saw an interview where she was talking about Bo-Katan and like was getting really emotional about just, you know, this connection to Star Wars and just, you know, how important it is and how, you know, how much she's looking forward to this. And just that that pure, raw joy and just love that you can see in an actor when they are doing something for something that they've loved their entire life, yeah. right? I've seen the same kind of stuff with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard when she's talking about, you know, the episodes of Mandalorian that she directed. And I'm about to go way off track from Star Wars, but very recently, because it just came up, I got to see that with uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures because the part six actor was talking about how much getting this voice has meant to her mm-hmm. and just how much he's looked forward to that. And it's that same love. And you see that same raw emotion between um, I Firos and Katie Sackhoff, where it's just, you know, this is something that they love and they're not faking it. And it's not some, you know, hammy press tour thing. It's just raw visceral. And you get to see that too, right? You see this Bo-Katan cake and she loves it and it's her character. And it's just, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy. And I'm so I don't want to say proud because proud seems weird, but it's just nice to see that kind of same love in someone who's actually going out and, and making the content. You appreciate it, right? Yeah, because exactly. Yeah. We, we don't get enough of that where people are just like, oh, I got the role. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I am this character. Did you read anything about them? Do you know anything? About- no, but I could do it. No, but, yeah, and then yeah. you just get frustrated. Right? Take off your mask because yeah. we know you're a lizard person. You're not ever happy, so take it off. <laughs> take it off. We know you're not Noma. Get oh, out of here. On. This is the this is the second time that you've had me on a yes. podcast and I've actually been happy about something. I'm happy that you're happy. And honestly, if you haven't followed Katie Sackoff on Instagram, she is the most human human in the world and so happy about everything. And just I don't know, it's just fun to watch her stories. She has these three dogs and she loves her dogs dearly. And it's just like a sneak oh, peek that's into her. <laughs> well, it's partially, but it's just like it's just no, fun yeah. to see, you know, like people being people. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's more than just being an actress or being mm. Bo-Katan or whatever, right? It's more of just being a yeah. fan and being a, 
a person and enjoying other yeah, people's yeah. happiness too, right? Um, I mean, yeah, we're not we're not going to throw shade on the people who we know are obviously just hamming it up, but or just you know pretending to have a personality for something like that. Right. But yeah, exactly, it's that difference it's between realism. yeah. And bleep out the name I'm about to say, but it's the difference between you know Katie Sackoff and like. Yeah. Or it's just like one of them's real and the other one is just always an act all the time. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. Ed, what was your pick of the podcast? So I the first one I found was just a sort of, oh, I like this and I like Star Wars and they go together. Awesome. And it was a... The post was called We Need More Star Wars Anime. And I feel like this, this particular, I want to call it trailer, has been up before. But um, if you do, if you do watch, and I suggest you do, please just watch it without the sound. It's about thirty seconds. Just don't sound it, and just you know, put your own John Williams track on, and then play this. And it's just you see so much in it, and you see everything that can be done with animation in terms of yes, they've done this in live action, but you can do so much more with like Jedi and Seth and flipping and all this, all the crazy acrobatics that they can do is awesome. Uh, the original, actually, there isn't a, a eh, there is a link to the original for YouTube. So I'll actually mm. include that because well, it's one of the, it's one of the galaxies of adventure shorts, right? Oh yeah. And, and that's something that I, I see a lot and it, it does fit pretty well. I think mm. is there, if you look up on YouTube, star Wars anime opening, there's a bunch of people who've taken this galaxy of, of adventure stuff and put yeah. it to, you know, Attack on Titan openings AMVs, or Formal Alchemist. Yes. Yeah, basically make AMVs out of Galaxy of Adventure. And, and you know, yeah, you're right, because I listen. I was just listening to this right now, and I'm like, who chose to put this music behind it? Cause, exactly. Now, they failed yeah. miserably. Yeah. That's the only word for it. So because of that, I tried to find something else that was just completely opposite, you know, mm. real fan fan things. And I found a post that somebody had done be like, you know, I've said it before and I was so angry about it when we were talking about episode seven, I mean like mm-hmm. we were let down and Dan redeemed it for me because he's just like, you know, you know, but there was something he said at the end and maybe he, and this is Finn where, you know, maybe he's force sensitive because in all the trailer posters and everything that we've seen and all the hype, it was Finn holding a lightsaber and he's had that pose and everybody's like, Oh, new Jedi, new Jedi. It's gonna be great. And then became like, that's the most side of side character. Yeah. yeah yeah and it was like this is such a letdown and you've wasted such a good opportunity yeah. so somebody was like you know just saying finn could have been jedi finn could have been really cool and there's an artwork done of him that looks like if you had put star killer fused with yes. uh rom coda yeah yeah and put the look of over it top is, of finn yeah <laughs> yes and and he's got the hood up and everything and it looks like, like it it's i don't want to say young mace windu <laughs> like because that's just so yeah ugh. it's definitely just a badass fin he looks badass and mm. that's it and everything from the hood and cloak and everything for it it looks like he beat kylo ren and took his cloak and put that <laughs> on but lost his arm in the process and yeah. now he's got a prosthetic for it but all this can you imagine that storyline he's even got like the little band his lights here was probably blue because the high republic has this nice color scheme where mm. the wingspand of the jedi and the color of it is reflective oh. of the color of the lightsaber yeah yeah right so he's got that going on it, it just looks like a great new republic style jedi yeah and i was gonna i was gonna say yeah like to that this picture makes me sad because not not sad as like you know oh it looks awful no this picture makes me sad because i'm it's like what could have been yes yeah. and it would have been so cool as opposed to 
I mean, yeah. I'm going to harp on it forever because we all know how I feel about that movie. Episode eight, where we get, hey, what's Finn's character arc going to be? What if it's the same character, character arc from the last movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the child soldier discovers that war is bad. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. Brilliant. As opposed to, we could have this. Right. And it was like, war is bad. Let's try to just survive and maybe do something about it. Yeah. To, war is bad. I'm going to run away. Yeah. It's like, hey, seriously? You regression? Really? Oh, and, and the other lessons too, where it's like, hey, did you know that this literal in like literal replacement of the Nazi army and the freedom fighters that are trying to fight them are really just as evil as each other? Oh, look, they both buy ships from the same random normal people. It's like, oh my uh, God. Yeah, it's so just, it's... Uh, this, is, this is one of the what could have been, and I hope, I hope that somebody takes a good look at this and is like, you know what? Let's expand on this either in the new era of Legends books that'll mm-hmm. come out from fans who, you know, who want to say like, hey, Disney, I got this idea. Oh, you don't want to? Well, I'm going to run it past Lucas anyway, and I'm going to still do it. And they may get mm-hmm. sanctioned, but if we have enough time to read it and it's a good story like this, they might be forced to be to acknowledge something like this and be like, you know, what can we do? What can we do? They're still going through stuff, and it's not like these guys are old. So, you know, this mm. could be like a 35-year-old Finn or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, there's always potential. Like, maybe Ezra comes back and finds these guys and it's like, I've been away for way too long. What is this? Mm-hmm. You know, after my training that I learned with the Pugils and everything, the Pugils and everything like that, I'm here and I know there's force in you and you can't mm. find Ray because she's buried somewhere so yeah it'll be you there um, is always another there is mm-hmm. another while you so. guys are talking i just tried to get the letters on his arm and it says h-o-u-e i think um so there's that um i don't know who the artist is on this one this says uh, uh, this G2 was posted DC. by yeah. um but yeah I, the only thing i don't like about this is his mechanical arm i'm like where did that come from um well uh, yeah yeah the cannon right like look at the cloak he took it from kylo how'd he get it mm. well he fought him and he lost his arm in the fight but he still beat him i yeah. guess i guess man he went up against them first time without any training that cloak looks more like leather to me though <laughs> it looks like a different cloak but yeah i can understand it it, it mm. looks good i like it and mm. it could it could be something he just took off a ship too like it's you know it, it's it could han be solo's cloak <laughs> also, took it from han solo also dan the you, you what? The writing on his arm is an Oribesh. That's yeah, why yeah. It, yeah. it looks weird. No, no, I I, I looked up the Oribesh and translated right? it. Oh, oh, okay. H O U E. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it says from what I can see. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I wish, thought it would say Finn or something, you know, or like. Yeah, um, I wish it would say Hope at that point too, because mm. that's that's their constant. Maybe it is. Constant, yeah. Let me look it constant. up. Because like you know what, he lost his arm, but they put Hope on his arm, and that's the one he's holding the lightsaber with, yeah. right? To be like, no, Hope is here. Don't what worry. What is the letter? Even P? if it was just like his. It um, might be the letter P. Actually, I, I think it is Hope. Yeah, it's the reverse of the other oh, okay. letter that I saw. So it might be Hope actually. Yeah. Yeah, Hope, or the other thing I could see being really good for that is if it's his trooper number. Yeah, CT. Yeah, it would be a lot longer or whatever. But yeah, just as a reminder, especially because it looks like a almost like a stormtrooper plating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's all of our picks of the podcast. Yeah. Pretty good today, guys. We had some were... amazing articles to look through, and we had some amazing fan picks of the podcast. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know what? There's always, but everybody can find stuff, and we're not going to be able to see everything on the internet. So if there's something that you've seen or something that you've experienced and you, you want to share a, a you know a feel-good story because every you know what i think a lot of people need those with everything that's happening people just mm-hmm. want feel-good stories something to be positive about something to put a smile back on your face from all this negativity around and if you have one of those and you want to let us know 
Joma, <laughs> please tell them how they can get in contact with us. Sure. So there's a whole bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us. First one is our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at voiceforcepod. And as always, retweeting our new episode tweets or on your stories really helps grow our listener base and is super appreciated. We want to try and get our voice out to as many people as we can. So with that as well, there's our website, which is www.voiceoftheforce.com. And as always, you can listen, rate, review, subscribe, and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and honestly, like anywhere you listen to podcasts. Once again, as always, reviewing helps with visibility. And as we always say, subscribing is free. And if you do, you get the latest episodes as soon as it releases. And if we're not on your favorite podcatcher that you'd like to listen to podcasts on, let us know and we'll get on there. Because I'm pretty sure we're on yeah, yeah. 99% of them. Yeah. <laughs> Want to cut it out? How about all three of us do it at the same time? Let's do it. <laughs> no, we're going to give somebody ear cancer. Right on there, zero, right? okay? Three, okay. two, one. Jack Kenobi! Thank you for listening to Holonet Headlines. Coming up next, Noma's rendition of the Mon Calamari Ballet's performance of Squid Lake. From all of us here at the Voice of the Forest podcast, keep the flame of hope burning bright.